For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Make sure you download the Woodward Sports app in the App Store and the Google Play Store today. Take Woodward Sports with you wherever you go and listen live on your phone or mobile device. And good morning. It's Friday. Oh my God. I know people. Fish, I know you're happy. Congratulations. It's Friday. Maddie, congratulations. It's Friday. Congratulations to mm -hmm. all of you. But I, I have a special congratulations to give out to a very, very special group of people. This will be interesting. A group of people that have a very special place in my heart. Ooh. Michigan fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michigan fans. Oh, I know. I know. Last night was the, whoa, nobody gave us a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Why would they? Yeah. You were 17 and 14 and you were inconsistent as hell all year. <clears throat> I don't think you they, were the number 16. I don't think they won three straight all year, have they? So this would have been like an anomaly if they this, won today. They, <laughs> they played Colorado State. Yeah. They are a more talented team than Colorado State. They won. Good. Yeah. They upset Tennessee. That was such an impressive win. Have to give, I have to tip my cap to them. That was really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're supposed to lose to Villanova. Yeah, great. But? But you are the most obnoxious fan base I've ever dealt with in my life. Holy hell. Well, we made, what, what is it, Jeff? Our fifth straight Sweet 16 appearance? Yeah. You're one and two in your last three Sweet 16 appearances. Yeah. The only one, excuse me, the only one coming, obviously, last year. Oh, well, Michigan State got knocked out, Adam. All right. Why do you compare yourself with Michigan State so much? Why? Michigan State are 3-0 in their last three Sweet 16 appearances. They're two years removed from a Final Four. Like, this does not need to be a Michigan-Michigan State conversation at all. They lost. I'm glad Jawan Howard didn't smack anybody. <laughs> they couldn't hit their shots. Welcome to the story of March Madness. Teams that typically don't make their shots. Yep. I don't know. I'm going to let you in on an industry secret. I don't think you guys are ready for this. Teams that don't make their shots typically lose basketball games. I know, right? Damn. Holy shit. Are you serious? I know. We're talking like next level brain, brainstorming session right now. <laughs> I, I think I just cured cancer. That's why they call it a make or miss league? Oh, wow. Ugh. Unbelievable. Jeff, look, I mean, jokes aside, obviously, uh, I had Michigan going out early in the first round. They did well. They salvaged part of their season. And that's how I think this should be talked about. Not that, oh, it was a successful season. It wasn't. You were average all year. You were inconsistent all year. You were, what, 8th, ninth, or 10th in the Big Ten? And you were the number 16 going into the year in the country. And you weren't even ranked to end the year. Come on. Michigan fans, if I can say that you over-delivered and played beyond expectations in the college 
basketball tournament. Mm -hmm. You can admit that your basketball team was inconsistent as hell all year, and to be honest, did not deserve an at-large bid, but that's beyond the point. I still think you should have been an 11 seed playing for your right to get into the tournament, but that's just my opinion. Jeff, they were inconsistent. They're finally gone. What's next for Jawan Howard and Michigan? Look, I mean, we're going to have all offseason to talk about that. Right. They have a whole new recruiting class coming. But the end of the end of the day, Michigan fans, unless you reach, honestly, the final four, I don't think there was going to be a moment or an accomplishment outside of reaching the final four that would have gotten that bad taste out of your mouth of going 17 and 14. You were just inconsistent as hell all year. Jeff, am I missing something? No, you're not. And I want to know, too, we have to speak on this. They've made, obviously, the Sweet 16 seven out of the last nine appearances in the tournament. So the question I have, and, and maybe Michigan fans in the chat can answer this, what's the standard? I, I think that's the most important thing of this all. Is it a successful season because you made the Sweet 16? I mean, yes, you beat a, a very impressive Tennessee team, which I thought they lose to. But again, losing to Villanova in the fashion they did, like, call it what you want. I know people on Twitter were saying, well, it's a successful season. We were never exposed to make the Sweet 16. No, absolutely not. You had the number three recruiting class coming into 2021. You had no injuries. Yes, Juwan Howard was suspended, but even before then, you were inconsistent. And you haven't won three games in a row all year. So it was a bad season, no doubt about it. I mean, if you want to call this a successful season, why are you lowering the standards? I mean, Michigan, no doubt about it. You already mentioned it. A top six team coming into the season and coming now into the tourney, you had people actually thinking they were going to lose to Colorado State. They obviously did not do that. They beat a, a Colorado State team, which they were better than on paper. And then now you go against a Tennessee team, which, yes, I thought they would lose to. But again, am I surprised they won? No, they are better on paper. They should have the better coach. And you lose to Villanova, which honestly, Villanova ain't no slouch. Like that, that's a team that, listen, we talked about it yesterday. Um, one of the most versatile teams in college basketball. They can switch. They can switch swiftly, and they do that because they don't, their tallest player is 6'8". So, I mean, people talked about that. Is, is Hunter Dickinson going to take advantage of, the, of this smaller team? No, it looked like Villanova was ready. I mean, Michigan was missing a lot of shots at the rim. And, I mean, the big picture is, is what is the standard? That is really, as a Michigan fan, all the people watching this or watching the game last night, your takeaway has to be your standard. What do you want at, from your, your, this program in Michigan? Was it a Sweet 16 appearance? Was it an Elite Eight like last year? Or was it uh, something you've done the last nine years, which seven out of the last nine you made the Sweet 16? I wouldn't call this a successful season. It isn't. Like, yes, you overachieved come the, uh, the tournament. But again, like these expectations were there at the beginning of the season. So, yes, maybe you can lower expectations throughout the season. That's very possible. You came in with high expectations, and by the end you had lower expectations. But why can't I raise the expectations come the tournament time when you're playing well? I mean, this, this team in the tournament, the first two games, looked like the team that should have been there all year. And now my expectations were back at, at, at least higher than they were before. So I wouldn't call it successful. I mean, whatever it is, they can shove it up their ass at this point. Like, Villanova's a very good team. But the fact that you made it to the Sweet 16, congrats. I mean, really, you did it the last seven in the last nine years. So what is your standard, Michigan? I think that's the question. What yeah, is look, your Michigan standard? Michigan has been a very good basketball program, I would say, the last, what, 10, 15 years? Yes. I think it's fair to say. Hell, you can even argue a little longer than that. But beyond that point, they've been to multiple Final Fours. They've been to multiple championship games. And now, again, before the season started, let's be real, including me. 
my expectations uh, expectations for Michigan were that they were going to contend for a one seed in the college tournament. They didn't. They were on an eleven seed. Look, you can have a down year, and when you make the Sweet Sixteen on a year where you were just inconsistent as hell, that is a nice feeling. It's a nice way to end the season, but that's nowhere near what your goals were before the season right. started. If the Lions' goals this year are to win two games and they win six, I think you're going to be feeling pretty good about it, right? But if your goal this year is to win nine games and they win two, but they win the last two games of the year, how are you going to feel about it? Not, not so great. No. It's nice. It doesn't change the fact that you were a bad basketball team for a majority of the year. And I'm surprised with the recruiting class he pulled in, Jawan Howard. Mm-hmm. They struggled and never felt like the freshmen were developing enough throughout the season. Look, I can be very mindful that early on, this is an entire new basketball team, freshmen trying to get adjusted to the new speed. Mm-hmm. I get it. We're in March. And they just still don't look like a basketball team. They did against Tennessee. But boy, the same... I don't want to say excuse, but reason why Michigan lost yesterday is the same you could argue for Tennessee. Tennessee didn't hit their shots. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to basketball. <laughs> right? I know. This is like a shocking re- re- uh, revelation this morning, Michigan. I know. It's crazy. If you don't hit shots, it's tough to win basketball games. I know. Insane, right? Holy hell. Swear to God, I feel like I just discovered a cure for cancer. Unbelievable. Jeff, give me give me the the recap on the two teams I think we dearly care about. Yep. Michigan, Michigan State, their season, end of season recap. Just in a little summary for both basketball teams, beginning to end, your takeaways. So both are similar, both very inconsistent, uh, both haven't really been playing great basketball. Michigan State won more games, but they were just as inconsistent. I think the difference is, and this is where Michigan can't doesn't have an excuse. I don't care that you lost your coach for five games. I really don't because Michigan State didn't have the recruiting class Michigan had. You had a top three recruiting class coming into this season. Michigan State did not. They came in without a player, any of the players, like they had on Michigan. Their best player on Michigan State, okay, you have a couple. It was more of a, a, a collective by committee team. It was never, you know, you're going on, you have Hunter Dickinson, Caleb Houston, uh, Diabate. You have the, 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 the senior and junior guard starting. Like, this is a different team. So, yes, more inconsistency with both teams. That is a fact. Both were very inconsistent. But one of them faced Duke with the team they had. One of them took on Colorado State, Tennessee, and now Villanova. And that's where the expectations change. Yes, come tournament time, I'm able to give a little more slack, at least to Michigan State, considering who they had on their roster. I mean, come on, guys. Their best player was Gabe Brown. He was out there, he was out there scoring, actually, against Duke. He's playing very well. But, again, Gabe Brown, like, guys, come on. Like, top three recruiting class. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the biggest thing is the standard. Michigan State has proved to me over the last couple of years that they can take teams, even mediocre or above-average teams, and compete with Duke. They've shown me that. Michigan, was what, it a, what am I a, doing an anomaly last year? What is it? I, I don't know. What I am I know. doing with Michigan when I tell you that they shouldn't have been in the tournament? They shouldn't have? I, I truly believe that. Am I pushing it? 
And no. if, I, if I'm willing to acknowledge that they have obviously a very difficult schedule playing in the Big Ten, let's say I can at least give you that. How are they an at-large bid team? What have they shown? Should they have not been playing like a Michigan State did last year against UCLA? Am I missing something? No, here? you're not. This is a basketball team that should have been playing in a play-in. Yeah. And look, they won two games. That's great. Well done. Good for you, Michigan. Way to salvage an awful season somewhat. But it was still an awful season. Yeah. Like I said, outside of a Final Four appearance, you were not walking away from this season feeling like, you know what? Man, we improved this year. I'm feeling good. Going into next year. Damn, I'm thinking it's Jawan Howard's year. You're not. Right? Because Jawan Howard is now Elite Eight Sweet 16 instead of the, you know, ideal Elite Eight Elite Eight or Elite Eight Final Four progression. Michigan, there's a lot of uncertainty, I think, going into next basketball season. And I think I could make a really good case that at, at fair value, at the fairest point I can make about Michigan basketball this season is they should have been a play-in team. They could make the tournament, but you have to play in to get in. That That is, I think, one of the biggest biggest uh, disappointments I had with the committee. And yeah, what, Michigan had a top 10, uh, I want to say, strength of schedule this year. It was somewhere around uh, yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, fine. Returning fine. All-American top. I mean, that is ridiculous. But you are, again, Michigan, the first at-large bid team to get into the uh, into the tournament. Right. Without being a playing team, only being three games over 500 since the 2001 Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, guys, let's not talk about busted brackets this morning. Look, again, I like to extend olive branches every once in a while. To all of you whose brackets were busted by Villanova, possibly, Arizona, Gonzaga, I'm sorry. But Jeff, my bracket is so messed up. But there is one team that's making me look kind of smart. Houston. Houston. They're Houston, tough. Houston is in the Elite Eight, which is where I had them going. So, you know, you give, a look, give yourself a look. Weren't they, were they in Final Four last year? They made some noise, I, I think, last year. But they've been making noise but for a few years they, now. They remind me of MSU a lot, like what MSU should be. They're just like tough defensively, disciplined. They play hard, and they go out and out to beat teams, Excuse man. me, not Michigan. I apologize. A Big Ten team hasn't won the tournament since Michigan. I want to see Michigan State. Yeah. I mean, the Big Ten, for all its, all its big talk and great conference, not getting it done <laughs> in March. So no. we got to go to break. When we get back, Jeff, we're going to grade the last... 10 first round picks oh, this is for the be, Detroit Lions. It's going to be interesting. Now I know. I know, guys. I know. This may be tough. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm not excited for this. But I think we all need to have a group therapy session this morning. All right? We are going to face trauma head on. Mm-hmm. We're not going to run away from it. Do you understand me, all of you? We are not going to run away from trauma. We are going to fight our problems. We're going to face our fears head on. Because going into this draft, I would like to remind you what it has been like over the last 10 years. So we'll get to that. But before we do, Jeff, could you tell everybody at home? What you doing tonight at the Fulling Warehouse? Yes, well, guys, the Fulling Warehouse, the place for you, your friends, and your family to be. Fulling Warehouse located in Hamtramck, home of the original football bowling pin game called Fulling. You can host your corporate party, team building event, or you can just come in with family and friends. They got two ways to play. Either the $10 unlimited open play where you could stay the whole time they were open or a private lane reservation for $120 for up to 10 people for two hours. They have over 100 different beers. They also have their famous $2 mystery beer machine you could check out and multiple full bars. Bring the food or you can have it delivered in. Come get your full on. Check it out at fullingwarehouse.com. It took exploring 50 different formulas and hosting countless taste tests, but we believe Gypsy Vodka is the smoothest vodka on the market. Don't believe us? Ask the owners. We're Mike and Adam Kazanowski with High Five Spirits Distillery. We're in close to about 1,200 locations throughout Michigan. We wanted to create a brand that was geared more towards freedom, love, adventure, and at the end of the day, we really wanted to tell a story that inspired other people to take risk, follow their dreams, whatever that might be. Take care of big shots. Oh, excuse me, it goes down! Think you can make the big shot? Washington fires, and hits! Woodward Sports wants to send you to the finals for college basketball April 2nd through the 4th in New Orleans. That's right, you and a friend in the Big Easy. We'll take care of the airfare, hotel, and tickets to see the finals for college basketball. Listen Monday through Friday to the Morning Woodward Show. Big D Energy. And the bottom line for your chance to qualify. If you can make the big shots, you and a friend are getting out of the cold and to New Orleans. Got it! Keep listening and watching for your next chance to win. Powered by Planet Fitness. Cintron. And the Sports Marketing Agency. And it's over! Morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Morning Woodward Show. I am going to take a bunch of salt, and I'm going to rub it into your your wound right now. God. We are going to go over the last 10 years of Detroit Lions first-round picks. It's actually not as bad as you think. Hell, we could go 15, 20 years if we want, but let's just start with 10. We'll start with last year. Penny Sewell. That feels good. Yeah, feels Brad, good to Brad say. home selection. Penny Sewell selected number seven overall, was a borderline top Eight tackle last year in the NFL. Phenomenal draft pick. Brad Holmes, my my regards. Yeah. All right, time to get depressed. 2020. Jeff Okuda, number three overall pick. Cornerback out of the Ohio State University. Ah, see, what, what you do with this kind of draft pick, and look, by the way, he looks really good in his rehab. And I'm excited to see him. Hope he comes back and delivers. Would love that. Having said that, he has been a bust so far. 
He's been a bust, not because of his play, because he's just not available. Yep. Best ability is availability. The Jeff Akuda pick is the ultimate... Um, here, let me put it this way. The Jeff Akuda pick was Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia's way of walking into the front office, looking at Sheila Ford and saying, <laughs> that was... Uh, that was that Jeff Akuta pick. Number three overall, <laughs> corner out of Ohio State. But I'm not going to lie. The second round was pretty nice. DeAndre Swift, Julian Aquara later on, Jonah Jackson. I mean, there was something. Quintus Cephas, who has been the same issue with, uh, has had the same issues as Jeff Akuta to an extent. Yeah. But here we go. We're going to back up another year. <sighs> TJ Hawkinson. Does everybody in this room agree this guy has a really high ceiling in terms of what he can be as a tight end? Yeah. Great. Well, he's not there yet. But he's also the highest tight end selected out of Iowa, uh, I think, in the history. Or tight ends in general most of the yeah, time. Yeah, well, but. I don't – again, I don't mind. I think uh, Kyle Pitts broke that last year, well, right? out of Iowa, I meant. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. You're right. You're absolutely right. But, but. Um, look, this is a guy that has 1,600 career receiving yards yeah. in three seasons. We talk a lot of crap about Eric Ebron. The numbers are very similar through their first three years, and they've played the same amount of games and have a very similar catch rate. But it's fine. <laughs> you are hopeful and yeah. optimistic that this guy delivers for you in the coming season. Why is there so... What is this? What is this? <laughs> this is so weird. Standing, standing is so weird. Let me, let me sit. 20... 18. Uh, Frank Ragnow. <clears throat> Again, it's not horrible, right? No, that was it. You got a very good center out of Arkansas. Pick what? Pick 20? Yeah. Solid? Productive? Don't mind it? Yeah, best center in college football. Let's go. You ended up getting Tracy Walker in the third round that year? Yeah. What do you know about safety that's productive in the third round? I've never heard of that in my life before. <gasps> <laughs> and now we get into uh, borderline depression. Yeah. Jared Davis. Pick 21. I had such high hopes for Gerard Davis, but it yeah. was, I, I don't know what the hell happened, only, only Bob Quinn. <laughs> only Bob Quinn would take two players out of Florida back-to-back. <laughs> Let alone a guy that his name is Tease Bar- Tarver or T- yeah, Tabor, teased. sorry. You know what Tease means, by the way, in my language? Oh, It means ass. <laughs> I'm not joking. Tease in the Arabic language means ass. I'm not joking at all. Adam... Where were you doing We this? drafted Ass Tabor <laughs> in the second round in 2017. The fuck are we doing The here? proof is in the pudding. <laughs> I am not joking. You don't believe me. Here. I, nobody said they didn't believe you. <laughs> I, I'm, how hilarious would that be? Just give me a second. Are you calling your mom? I am. Yes. Give me a second. She'll break it down. Just give me a second. Answer the mo- answer the phone, mom. <laughs> this isn't about Jimmy G, mom. What if I was dying? What if I was dying right now? She's probably sleeping. I don't care. No, she's not. She's at work. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's why she answered the phone. Oh, well, and that too. She answered last time. <laughs> she did right away. Come on, mom. Leave a Jimmy, voicemail. We're not talking about Jimmy G, so she's Leave a voicemail. Damn it, Wanda. Leave a voicemail. The hell? One second. We're not. We're gonna keep calling her ass. Oh, good. Slash Answer the phone. Now you're going to make her think you're dying. <laughs> Good. I am. This is very important. Oh, my and God. And don't tell her you're on a Come show. On, Wanda. Just say, 
Just say you're sick or something. I think something. I'm leaving a voicemail. Go for it. Should I? Yes. All right. I got this. Okay. Anyways. Uh, I, just, I took me a second. I just looked <laughs> it up. This is great just told radio, ass. by the way. I looked it up. Oh, did you? Yeah. I just translated it. You can ass. Google it, guys. You don't need my mom for it. I'm not joking. The Why word you leave a voicemail? in Arabic means ass. We drafted ass Tabor. I would just like to reiterate the, the fact that nobody discredited you at all. Well, I'm not. I don't. I'm not seeing the chat right now, obviously. Oh so excuse me. But I'm making a point here. 2016, not the worst thing. Taylor Decker, left tackle, not bad. Out of again the Ohio State University, huh? Isn't that fun? And then we go back into the mild depression slash suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Lake and uh, Lake and Tomlinson, who actually ended up being kind of decent, just after the Lions, but after he left Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we we get to 2014. And Maddie, uh, do you remember where you were in 2014? Where were you in your life? Um, I had oh, I was working at Channel Four. That was a good time. Okay, very cool. Jeff, yeah. where, what were you doing in 2014? <laughs> 14 years old. Um, at the time, no clue. Not thinking about. F and Eric Ebron, I'll tell you that. All right, well, I'll tell you what the Lions were doing in 2014. They were fisting every Detroit Lions fan. <laughs> That's what 14? they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, he was born in 2000. Yeah. I love that. 21. You will never forget how old you are. That is very that is, true. That's that is so facts. Cool. Yeah, he doesn't have to do any math. <laughs> Lucky bastard. <laughs> no, but back to 2014. The 2014 draft will always be known. As the year the Detroit Lions and Jim Caldwell and Martin Mayhew decided they were going to take all their fists combined yep. and they were going to fist every single Detroit Lions fan. That, that was the year of 2014. That was 2014 for Detroit Lions fans. The year prior, honestly, I loved this pick when it happened. Zeke Ansah yeah. ended up giving you 50 and a half sacks. He was so productive, couldn't stay healthy. That's just one of the unfortunate parts. It happens with every player. You just never know. Will they stay healthy? Who knows? But he was a damn good player when he was available, and he definitely gave Detroit Lions fans some good moments. So 2013, I'm not too salty about it. The yeah, year no. prior, Riley Reef, 2012. Eh, yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, these are just... These are players that never work out for the Lions. Yeah. Nick ever. Farley, the next year was a bit. Yeah, Nick Farley the year before, which was a good player. And Dominican Sue the year yeah. prior, a good player. Matthew Stafford the year prior, a good player. Gosder Cheraldis, good player. Remember Calvin Johnson, a good player. Remember and then now, now we get into the bullshit. Oh, God. See, now, I'm just going to read you years 2000 to 2006. And you guys tell me. On a scale of 1 to 10, how you feel about it? Jeff and Maddie, immediate answers only, okay? okay? Stalker, McDougal. <laughs> Ring a bell? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, no, no. Nobody? Stalker, McDougie does not it's ring not a bell. Right. I swear to God, that's real. In the God. 2000 NFL draft, Oklahoma University, <laughs> pick number 20, look, Stalker, McDougal. We took three tackles. You see that? Three tackles. We took it 1999, 27th overall. We took it back to back after yep. that. We took three tackles in three years. All right. Next, Je <laughs> Jeff Backus. I don't mind. By the way, low key, 2001 NFL draft. Uh, Lions actually got some players Jeff Backus, Dominic Rayola, Sean Rogers, yeah. Mike McMahon. Uh, that wasn't horrible. That was a pretty decent draft. Not bad. And here comes the big, uh, here comes the big, you could almost compare it to double fisting. Joey Harrington, third overall. 
Kalimba Edwards, 35th overall. Andre Goodman, John Taylor, John Owens. Took back-to-back Johns. It was a horrible draft. This is such a bad draft. Not a single All-Pro selection. Uh, let's go all the way up to... Let me put it this way. From the year 1996 to 2007, the Lions did not draft an All-Pro player. Not one. Yeah, sounds about right. That... That, that's, that's pretty messed up. And, and that's it's sad coming from what they did in the 90s, like before that, and, and the players they had. They just couldn't build on it. <laughs> they couldn't draft any All-Pros. Uh, you had Barry Sanders. Stocker or, McDougal, baby. It's the greatest name in Detroit Lions history. <laughs> when you said – oh, God. I wasn't joking. No, I know. I know you weren't joking. I, I still can't get over three but tackles. But can we all agree? Maddie, can we agree? Mm-hmm. 2014. Martin Mayhew? <laughs> Jim Caldwell? Yeah. The Fords? Yeah. And everybody working in that goddamn front office at Allen Park decided to take all their fists together and fist <laughs> Detroit Lions fans. Are we on board with this? Yeah. 2014 was the big the big fist. Mm-hmm. The all big right. fist. All right. I have nothing more to say. 2014, I have nothing more to say. We can take a quick break, Maddie. But before we do, Jeff, could you please tell everybody about the Sports and Marketing Agency? Yes, I can. Uh, sports Marketing Agency probably won't be marketing any of these draft picks I displayed. But anyway, uh, SMA has been leveraging pro athletes for a while and other notables for a decade, honestly, against the issues around mental health and substance use disorder. But now with the help of NFL alumni, our guy Sean Jordan has been able to save lives and take a stand against these issues with the help of other other friends like Devin Gardner, Michael Lealy, Lomas Brown, and our guy, Braylon Edwards. That's why soon coming to Woodward Sports, the sports marketing agency podcast called This is the F-Word Series on Fentanyl. If you are struggling with substance abuse or mental health, they are here to help. Please go to thesportsma.com and have them know Woodward Sports sent you. Six dark corners, a driveway and a patio, five windows that could become doors. Every house has unique security challenges. Guardian Alarm has more tech, more team, and more ways to help keep them all safe. Get a professionally designed and installed security and smart home system from Guardian Alarm. Sign up today and get a free video device. Guardian Alarm. Smart. Right from the start. Call 1-800-STAY-OUT. NBA championships. Detroit fans were there. 11 Stanley Cups. Detroit fans were there. Four World Series wins. Detroit fans were there. And uh, that one Lions playoff win in 1991. Yeah, Detroit fans were there. Sports, where the fans are. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back and thanks for joining us on the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network, also featured on the Roar on 99.1, 93.5, and 94.7 HD2. Guys, what do we got going on this morning? Oh, God. It's well, Friday. I'm trying to get a hold of my mom. Well, I wouldn't answer either if I was your mom. Why? <laughs> wow. At the shot fire. Sorry. He goes, what? I don't know. Whatever, mom. I guess that's just how I'm feeling. I'll deal with my mom over the weekend. Whatever. Wow. (laughs) She'll confirm. All right. Let's get into this. Who in the market do you believe will consider trading up with the Detroit Lions? And on top of that, let's identify who in the market, or excuse me, who is in the market for a quarterback. Jeff, we'll start with Mm -hmm. the obvious team. And I want to go in order in terms of draft pick, right? So I want to start at the bottom of the board and work our way up. Okay. I believe the New York Giants, uh, maybe one before, the Houston Texans are in the market for a quarterback, but they like Davis Mills. Right. So do we eliminate them from any conversation about them pursuing a quarterback? Because I think they're going an edge rusher at three. Yeah. I don't think they're changing their mind. I feel like that mock of Houston going cave on Thibodeau, whoever it may be, that mock seems pretty damn accurate to me. I think they're leaving Davis Mills yeah. in for at least this year with Lovey Smith, and then they're going to make their decision about their franchise moving forward. And they got Nick Casario, too, Patriots, former uh, working in the front office. So I think he's a, a positional value guy. So I would definitely see the Houston Texans going edge rusher. I don't think he would overjump and take a Kenny Pickett or a Malik Willis, but that's just me. I think Houston's going edge rusher. You're absolutely correct. I think the, the question becomes Carolina at six in my opinion, is the earliest pick. After that, you got Atlanta and you got Seattle, which are two another realistic destinations. Now, the question is, does Seattle reach this year or do they tank, you know, trade away, you know, a DK Metcalf to wherever, to a Green Bay possibly, and they just tank. And the next year you can get a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young. That's the interesting question is, is do the teams reach this year? I know Carolina's desperate. Matt Rule can't afford another bad season, so I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina at six tries to make a move. They just don't have the assets, in my opinion, for the Lions for it to be attractive. Um, I think their next pick after the, the sixth pick would be somewhere in the hundreds. So that's not really ideal for any trade partner. Uh, I think the most realistic destination would have to be Atlanta. If we're not taking Malik Willis, Atlanta would be the spot, I believe, that Atlanta sees this as you sign Marcus Mariota. And, and Scott Bischoff talked about it yesterday. Similar offensive scheme. And, and if you were to take a Malik Willis, you have a mo- mobile quarterback, a veteran who could start year one in Marcus Mariota, but somebody you don't have to, you know, it, it, you don't have a, a promise at that position with. You can still go to a Malik Willis if Mariota's playing bad. He's, he was a backup last year. So I think Atlanta's the spot for me, Adam. I think that's the team that they have the assets. It makes sense. Um, it is Atlanta. They, can you say that correctly next time? What? Uh, we're no longer using uh, the word assets. You have to use T's. T's. Tits. <laughs> Listen, that's, I can't get over T's meaning ass. I mean, I just realized this now, and it all makes sense. It just clicked like a like a, a puzzle in my head. And that makes sense. T's Tabor, ass Tabor. God damn it. Anyway, uh, I'm with on. you, though. Atlanta seems like the right move. But again, I have a question for you, Jeff, and What's be up, honest baby? about it. Don't use your your 
your affinity for the Lions to be successful and, and nail a pick or nail the trade. Yeah. If you're the Giants, are you trading up? I'm going to say no. No, because I, I think they need I'm to I'm going to give it a year for Daniel Jones yes. with Brian Davis. I agree with you. 100%. Fair? And if they, if they suck, guess what? Carolina. Matt Rule is on the hot seat. Why would I have him draft a quarterback? When, unless I believe in one, I'm not going all in. And number two, I'm at six. I expect one quarterback to be taken before me. What they love Malik. And they're scared we might take him. I don't think they, they're in love with Malik Willis. I think they're in love with Matt Corral and mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett. And they can get those guys. Having said that, let's go to the Atlanta. I think Atlanta's realistic. Yeah. If you're the Atlanta GM, mm-hmm. what are you giving up to move up? And are you willing to move up six spots <sighs> and mortgage an appropriate amount of draft capital to go and get a Malik Willis and pair him with Kyle Pitts? I don't think there's enough draft capital. I think any team would be willing to give any draft capital, at least knowing they're getting their guy. If Atlanta loves Malik that much, I don't think they're concerned with the draft capital. And that's a good thing for the Lions, at least. You'll be able to get all these assets. Now, it also comes with the fact, do they believe the the Lions are a realistic spot for Malik Willis? And if they do, I think those types of trade talks can happen. If not, I mean, like you said, Adam, if Carolina can take one of the quarterbacks, Atlanta will fall right into the other one. The other one will fall right in their lap. So I think a lot of Atlanta trading up has to do with what the Lions will do or what they feel the Lions will do. And you're seeing it right now, whether it's smoke, whether it's reality, the Lions are, uh, you know, flirting with Malik Willis. And they know they weren't at his pro day, but again, you're seeing the media, you're seeing all the hype. Well, and at least, I don't know. If, I don't, if I don't know, Jeff, because... If they don't think we'll take a quarterback at him, I think they just stay put. Yeah, but they we really just do. talked about Malik Willis yesterday. Scott Bischoff, love the guy, joins the show. Yeah. Malik Willis is not a ready product no. coming out. And the Atlanta Falcons are not the San Francisco 49ers, where they no. can trade up... Get Malik Willis and sit him for a year. Even if they have Marcus Mariota, I understand, but boy, it doesn't seem right to me. And if I'm an NFL GM right now, it's funny how people think that all these guys are oblivious to the idea that the Lions will trade back. But if I'm a GM, and let's say I'm Atlanta's GM, I am standing my ground Picks one through seven, no matter what. Yeah. I am not moving up on the board. I have zero intention. Carolina is all over. Kenny Pickett, and they have their eye on Matt Corral, but they're not in love. It's clearly Kenny Pickett that they're falling in love with. And if I'm Atlanta, Malik Willis is my guy, whoever the hell it is, I am one spot above Seattle. Mm-hmm. I'm good. And if they want to trade up, they have the capital to do it. But is Seattle going to commit to a quarterback this year, or did yeah. they realize they're probably going to be at the bottom of the league this year? Let's We might as well draft them next year and just get some guys that can play. Right. Oh, I don't know. makes more sense, doesn't it? You'd be saying the same thing if you were Seattle fans. So here we are. If I'm Atlanta, I hold my ground, and I see who falls to me. And if Matt Corral is on the board, Malik Willis is on the board at eight. I can take him, or I can trade back. Maybe Pittsburgh wants to move up. But at the end of the day, if I'm Atlanta, do I need a quarterback this year? You're it's, in a rebuild. You need players right now. You need more than just a quarterback. And you brought in Mariota to be your bridge, essentially. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. <clears throat> so get Willis and sit him. Or get a quarterback and sit him. Or draft good players. And next year, because you will be a bottom five, bottom six team next year, Atlanta. Right. Draft your quarterback then. Not this year. 
doesn't make sense. I don't know why people are in such a rush. I have, <clears throat> I swear, it's not hard, guys. For every NFL team, draft the cocaine. Draft the cocaine. By the way, the designs are done. <laughs> designs are done. <laughs> and I'm going to send this to Alex Westfall to throw up on the screen. They're, they're very and very pretty. I want your guys' opinions because if you guys are fans of the shirt, what I'm going to end up doing is getting them up and ready <clears throat> and set up on our online website this weekend. So it'll officially drop Monday if you guys approve it. Alex, feel free to check your email and get it up on screen whenever you have time. But draft the cocaine should be the mantra for every NFL team. For Jacksonville, I would take the lineman, but I understand wanting to get another pass rusher. All right, fine. Go for it. If I'm Detroit, I'm going edge. Yeah. And guys, what have I always said about Detroit? Draft the cocaine. One more time. Alex, go ahead. Draft the cocaine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the Draft the cocaine, ladies oh and gentlemen. That's amazing. What do you guys think? Leave your comments in the chat. Definitely would appreciate it. Shout out to Roman. He designed yeah, these he, beautiful shirts he himself. These. And if you guys can't see, the eye in cocaine is... A pipe? A pipe. Not really a pipe. It's, it's like a, you know, you, it's it's utensil, a, it's you like a straw. The cocaine, yeah, yeah. So you, you know what? You can't really see it, but straw. the creativity yeah. is is on point. Shout out to Roman. He killed this. He you did. Guys. So I'm gonna be rocking that shirt. I need one of each. Well, well, I'm rocking the shirt <laughs> all next week. I'm gonna find a way to get my hands on it before Monday if I can. If not, I'll get it Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. But yeah see i knew everyone's talking about the one with your face is better I agree. oh yeah i agree I the think one that with the face iconic. is way better yeah yeah it's iconic. yeah but we wanted we wanted a font version and obviously yeah. the the funny version which i think is me the, the president giving the middle finger like i got gotcha. you and like oh my god it has the line and everything I just so i'm gonna it. i'm gonna recreate it for you one time i'll recreate it just this once here you go here's my best impersonation of the shirt Draft the cocaine. <laughs> Adam Baydoom for president. This dude is so iconic. That's going to be dropping on the Woodward Sports Store on Monday. So you guys can expect a ton of tweets over the weekend. I am going to do my best to get it up on the store. Feel free. We, um, we'll we have some fun with it. I'm definitely going to give oh some away. God. I'm going to wear it to the draft. <laughs> All of you, I expect to be wearing draft the cocaine yeah, shirts say, next week one. we're gonna coordinate everybody in this office the whole entire building i'm gonna have the people that work at the coffee shop over there wearing oh. draft the cocaine shirts we're gonna take over the world they're gonna be so confused <laughs> they're gonna get hipaa violations I, I love it i love it great job roman he's the man That's hilarious. absolutely crushed it awesome let's take a quick break when we get back the wings <sighs> Wings lost again. It's fine. Okay. I'm yeah. taking deep breaths. It's cool. They're going somewhere. Grice sucked. And he has sucked. Yeah. Blashell sucks. Got the and he has sucked. Team is inconsistent. It's young. We're just going to take a deep breath. Just going to take a deep 
deep breath. Sebastian Kosa, where are you? <laughs> Let's go to a break. Where are you, baby? I need when you. we get back, Wings Islanders, and then at nine o'clock, top of the hour, Dosa Dion joining the Morning Woodward Show. I am very excited to have him on this morning. But Maddie, before we go, what do we got? Yes, before we go, we do need to hear about our friends at Lady Jane's. Yes, well guys, you know, we broadcast live from Lady Jane's headquarters in Birmingham, Michigan. And it is awesome for anybody to come over to Lady Jane's, get your haircut taken care of. You can sit in one of their comfy chairs and get taken care of by one of their talented stylists. That's why I recommend you get to Lady Jane's Lady uh, haircuts for men near you and let them treat you like a king too. Open 10 to 8, 7 days a week. You walk in anytime. Relax. Watch your favorite team play. And before you know it, your hair will be game ready. Get to Lady Jane's 10 to 8, 7 days a week. Walk in anytime. Lady Jane's. It's wicked awesome. Life is full of hard choices. We're here to make one of life's biggest decisions as simple as possible. My name is Christina Gennari, and for over 20 years, I've helped hundreds of families buy and sell homes. We cover all of Metro Detroit and more. From large luxury homes to starter homes, we will work hard to make sure that you get the home of your dreams. So if you're in the market today or even thinking about buying or selling in the future, make the obvious choice. Christina Gennari, the obvious choice in real estate. Visit us at soldchristina.com today. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Detroit, you've been waiting. You've been asking. And now he's back. Back. Starting Monday, April 4th. Terry Foster joins the Morning Woodward Show every day, bringing you Detroit sports like only he can. The Morning Woodward Show with Terry Foster and Adam starts April 4th, live on the Woodward Sports Network. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network, where we like to promote hashtag draft the cocaine. Anyways. It's not a promotion. It's a revolution. God damn it. <laughs> we are changing the minds of people. Listen. Maddie, you know, remember when we were kids and, you know, you'd struggle with something in school and your teacher would try to give you more of a simple example or a real life <laughs> example? That's all I'm doing here with the draft. Look, I think people oh, are I struggling. Hear you and I understand. Yeah, people are struggling to figure out what they're going to do at number two overall. And all I'm doing is saying, if I wanted to do a line of cocaine right now on the morning show, you can't. I can't. Because you don't have any. I don't have any. <laughs> so what do I need to do, Maddie? You need to. I need to get some cocaine. <laughs> the Lions don't have a pass rusher. They can't get to the opposing team's quarterback. So what do you do? You get a pass rusher. Draft the cocaine. Yeah, I cannot. <laughs> I can't do a line of coke. There's no cocaine on my table here. 
Unless I checked, my contract doesn't say anything about not doing cocaine. But on the show. There is cocaine in this checked. draft. And that's There's that a lot pressure. of cocaine in this draft. Now, you know do you what? want some high-end cocaine? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to be like the Lions of the last 20 years? Picking people like Tease Tabor. That's the low. That's beyond the low-end cocaine. That's the fake cocaine. That's the people that take the powdered sugar. <laughs> the oh, whoa, whoa. Why and, are you pointing at me? And they try to sell it to you and act as if it's cocaine. Why, why are you pointing at me? You definitely <laughs> were pointing Fish, at me. I know you're a drug dealer on the side, buddy. Well, There's no way you're driving a Lexus and Ferrari working here. Well, that's a lie, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> the people don't know that. <laughs> oh, God. Um, speaking of uh, <laughs> lies. <laughs> I'm sorry. Never mind, I'm Guys, I, I do there. apologize if I'm throwing you off this morning, but... The Red Wings did not win last night. I know. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't expect them to. No. Grice played awful, as usual. The defense is so inconsistent. And what killed me most is they had, what, 11 shots on target? They had 40 by the end of the game, yeah. 40 shots on net. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they had 14 more than, than the Islanders. I don't know. <laughs> Frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Frustrating, it frustrating. And it was frustrating. I mean, they had three different power play opportunities. They couldn't capitalize. I mean, it, it, it was a, a shot fest in terms of on the Red Wings, and they just couldn't capitalize. I mean, you saw Grice got the standing ovation and everything in New York um, and then got absolutely destroyed. The Islanders scored the first three goals uh, of the entire game. The, the Red Wings didn't get involved into the third period. They had two goals, but still, at that point, the game was already pretty much over with. Um, I know people had a problem with them pulling their goalie only down by three, but again, like, who gives a damn? You're already losing. Um, and it, it is what it is. I mean, the Red Wings, this is what kind of we've been going through all season, the ups and downs. Like, you'll have a game where the Red Wings will give up one goal and, and they'll win, and then they'll have a game where they give up five goals. Like, it's the most inconsistent. That's why goaltending is such a problem with this team. Inconsistent goaltending and, and special teams, of course. But, yeah, it, it's, it was a rough one yesterday, Adam, for Grice. <laughs> it was bad. He got injured. They had to pull in Nadelkovich, and then it's just, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Sebastian Cosa, you can come up anytime you like <laughs> the next year. I don't think it can get much worse than this. If you can give up three goals, I think we're happy. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, the Wings are just... <laughs> it's just, it is what it is. ...an inconsistent hockey team right now. They're going to be losing a lot of their games heading down the stretch. It's just, it's not even close anymore. I mean, they are... Do you think a part of it, too, is like they were such, they were so great to start the season, they're kind of running out of gas a little bit towards the end. Now you're starting to see well, what they really are. Well, you're starting to see what they should have been all yeah. season, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. think anybody expected this team to be 500, 45, 48, 50 games into the year. Right. And now the, yeah, whether you want to call it their legs are falling under them, whatever it may be, I just think they're an inconsistent hockey team. They don't have a consistent way or a consistent threat. Their first line got outplayed extremely hard last night. And that was, I think, the biggest difference in everything I took away. The Raymond Larkin line got toyed with. It wasn't even close. They were outskated. Yeah. They were outthought. It, it was a mess. It was a messy game. And when I, look at, when I look at that game last night, they got 39 shots on target. Yeah. Got to do more than two goals. They couldn't get on the power play. They didn't have a single power play no. shot on target. I mean, yeah, you're not going to win hockey games playing this way. And the Wings are young. They're almost there, but they're a few years away still. And ideally, you're calling up a ton of talent next year. And this team is getting younger and, and also more experienced as they get more ice time. But the free agency period for Steve Eisenman is going to be very interesting. Who is he going to ship off? Mm -hmm. Who is he going to sign? 
And what's he going to do in this upcoming draft? I have so many questions for Steve yeah. Eiserman. Yeah, the Red Wings, I think, have the lowest payroll in the NHL. So it's going yep. to be very exciting. They're going to have tons of money to go after players. Whether or not it's going to result in a winning organization, I think that comes over time. I, I have full belief in Steve Eisenman, but I do want to shift gears real quickly. Jeff, you know, we were talking about what we wanted to do for the show last night, bringing up some topics. The Detroit Pistons. Yeah. The Detroit Pistons will likely have a top five pick. Is that fair of me to say? Oh, yeah. At this point, absolutely. It's pretty sure, It's pretty much a lock right now. And you have your option with Jabari Smith, mm-hmm. who plays, I want to say, tonight, correct? Uh, no, Jabari Smith. He's, he's done. Oh, the, oh, yeah. Auburn, yes, Auburn, Auburn lost did lose. Yeah. So Auburn are out. Now Gonzaga are out. Duke did advance. Duke did advance. So Paolo Benchero is still playing. But y- yes. out of Jaden Ivey, out of the Jabari Smith, out of Chet Holmgren, should the Pistons be reconsidering who their favorites are? And as uh, someone who said he's a Chet guy, meaning mm-hmm. me, should I be reconsidering Chet Holmgren? Who's the guy for the Pistons right now that you believe at face value off of everything you've seen? Right now with this draft, and we talked to Ashton yesterday. You check it out at From Half Court on YouTube. We had an interview with Ashton. We asked him a similar question. Who's somebody that you've been excited or you've loved to watch, and especially in March Madness, come March Madness time? And he said, well, look at the first five players in the draft this year. I'll take any of them. And I think that's the right mindset. And I think having a guy like Troy Weaver, you have so much trust in him as a player evaluator that it does not matter who you take. You could have one, you could have two, you could have three, four. You're going to leave with a great player. And that's why we talk about Chet Holmgren, probably you know at least the most highest upside. You look at what he can do at seven foot. It's absolutely ridiculous. Him and Cade in the pick and roll, his ability to pass, shoot. It's just, it's very dynamic. But if you go down the list, my favorite, I've, I've been saying this for a while, Jabari Smith. I'm a huge Jabari Smith guy, but Chet is is clearly, I think, the number one. I mean, there's a reason why he is the unicorn. He is the unicorn. But Jaden Ivey, you can't go wrong. Getting a backcourt, if you land at four and you still get a, a, a Apollo Benchero or three, get a ball Benchero, that's another great player. So, Adam, I think you honestly can't go wrong with any of the top four guys. I mean, I, I, you have Who's your, the best fit? Fit? I'm still an, I'm still I, I on board with Chet. I man. say Chet's the best fit. And you talk about a kid that's raw. Yeah. In terms of you know he needs three four years to develop into his NBA prototypical body. God, I mean the guy has similar skill coming out of college that you saw with a Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis. And yeah, he's skinny. Yeah, the weight is concerning. And you saw that. And last night a little bit, kind of that size. But he is an incredible shot blocker. I don't think anybody can say that. I mean, the guy, even as skinny as he is. Yeah, but he's still snagging boards. I mean, he's yes. boxing out players, even if they're much bigger than him, much heavier than him. He still has the ability. He has great game instincts. Yeah, he might have got fouled out. But, you know, again, that's probably the, where the, the questions come around with his weight. Because he, at that size, he is getting into foul trouble. But, again, you're absolutely right. Like, if your only concern is his ability to gain weight at him, you're doing something right. Like, yeah, look, other guys I think have Chet other is the most skilled of the group. And the yes. problem I have with Jabari Smith is I've seen players like Jabari Smith come into the NBA. Right. Freakish, freak athleticism. Unbelievable. Andrew Wiggins. What do they turn out to be? They're just an average guy. What, you're talking about Jabari Smith? Yeah. But I, I understand. Look, I know it's, a, again, a little different. But I've seen players like this every year come into the NBA and not succeed. Chet Holmgren is a guy that can hit the jump shot, yeah. hit a three-pointer, stretch the floor for you. He's he a can, unicorn. Look, is he Shaquille O'Neal in the paint? No, he's not, obviously. 
I don't need him to be Shaq in the paint. I need him to get me some rebounds, protect the paint every once in a while, become a good shot blocker, get me about 12 boards a game, give me a, a three or two a night, give me about 13, 14 points, which I think he could do year one easily. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. This game is evolving and... Chet Holmgren could be that next KD, the next Anthony Davis, in terms of how gifted they are for their size. Right. AD was a point guard coming out of high school, turned into a center. A center with handles? That was new. KD? Sharpshooter. But he was so lanky and, and skinny. I mean, one of the best small forwards we've ever seen play the game of basketball. And probably the most lethal offensive player. Given you can't stop his shot, he can always get his shot. Right. Seven feet, wingspan, do we need to get into it? I feel like Chet's ceiling is... Chet's ceiling is so high. In, in... And one one aspect I think, Jeff, you should consider, and feel free to tell me if I'm wrong on this. Yeah. Whoever the Pistons get, they'll work with Kate. Yeah. You know why? Because Cade will work around them. Because Cade is that kind of player. He's unselfish. He's a team-first player. He's not a bum like a Russell Westbrook. I need to get mine. No, 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 no. It's funny. This guy is 17 points a night, but he's actually a pass-first point guard. He really is. He's always looking for his teammates first. Now, does given his role with this team, does he need to be the alpha? Does he need to be the aggressive player? Of course he does. But he is very unselfish. And I think whoever you end up with, Jeff, Cade will play with him just fine. And that's the biggest thing. That's why I'm also not worried. Because if you look at, you know, let's say Jalen Green, uh, and God forbid, let's just say he was in Detroit, you'd have to draft a guy to play with his strengths. You need a ball handler. You need someone that at least can defend. Cade can do all those things. He can handle the, he can handle the ball. Um, play your He's your point guard, but also he's one of your best defenders. And he can play with anybody. He's incredibly unselfish. So that's the, the key about this thing is, is Cade. And, and Justin brought it up in the chat, which is a great point and a point that we talked about yesterday on the stream is just how unselfish Cade is allows you to be more flexible in the draft. And that's why I don't have a problem with any of them. Chets, the, the Jabari Smiths, Paulo Benchero, they all are talented. Now, what do I value more in a prospect? Shooting and ability to block shots or defense because that's really what the Pistons need. You need shooting. Jabari Smith, Chet solves those issues. Also, defensively, Jabari Smith and Chet solves those issues. So um, that's why I'm so high on those two guys. But again, it does not matter because you have Cade Cunningham. You, you got him in the building. And that's the biggest thing. That's why I said yesterday, stars are going to want to play with Cade. And, that, and that's, that's really what it comes down to, just how unselfish he is. So Adam, honestly, although Chet... You know, people have concerns about his weight. He might be the best fit. I, I like Jabari Smith. and Even Paulo last night had a great game, 22-4-4. I mean, that guy can create his own shot, and I think getting guys who can create their own shot is also very important with Kate Cunningham. Not always have to rely on him to create offense. Paulo's one of those guys. So you can't go wrong, Adam. You really can't. You're absolutely right. Would you prefer to draft, and hear me out, mm -hmm. would you prefer to draft a number two or a number three? With this pick, two. All right, so you agreeing on two, because that's what I believe, yeah. means Sadiq Bey going into a number three role is pretty damn good. 
Mm -hmm. That's a pretty damn good problem to have on a basketball team. Absolutely. With him being the third option. I actually think he'd be the second scoring option no matter who you get. Right. Given, I mean, he's more experienced, at least for the first few years, until this draft pick develops into a star player, ideally. But you get a guy like Chet. Well, uh, that's a team of unselfish players. Yeah. And that's a basketball team that you talk to me three, four years from now. They're going to be entering a a prime of, I'd say, 48 to 52 wins a year. And one thing people don't talk about is basketball is slowly becoming positionless. Like, you just need guys that can shoot, pass, pretty much do it all. Chet is one of those guys. So no matter you play him at the four, you play him at the five, he's going to be a great player. And despite his his uh, you know his lengthiness, you know, he's got the, the skinniness. I get that. It's a concern. But he's just a – that's why they call him a unicorn. He really is. He's a unicorn. That's, that's why they call him it, man. He can do so much things well. So – Chet's still number one, but Jabari, man, that, that's my guy. That, that's my guy right there. So we'll see what happens, though. Matty, Pistons, should they lose the rest of their games to secure a top pick? Or are you one of those people that say, oh, no, let them play well? Why do you have to say it like that? No, I mean, that's just what I think of those kind of people. <laughs> those are the people do that cause all the problems them? we have in this country. Yes. Are you looking to get canceled again? I also again? think that you're huh? the kind of person Are you that looking calls to get canceled again? Country, Fish, I don't know. Canceled again? He never got canceled. Uh, I, well, I'll never get canceled. I can say whatever the hell I want, He almost got canceled from some person on Twitter, so I feel uh, like he's looking yeah, for it her. again. Wow. She, she can go fuck herself. Wow. You think I care? Alrighty then. I don't care. I know What's she going to do, huh? DM the police? Uh, he said something mean about me. Fuck you. <laughs> I didn't even say anything mean to her. That's the funny part. Speaking of, speaking of F you, sorry, Jeff, F you to Italy. What's wrong with Italy? Fish, you're so off topic right um, now. Nothing's wrong with Italy. You just dropped the subtle You, you like that Italy. segue? Italy suck, by the way, to Fish's point. What did you just say? Italy suck. So it's funny oh, because she's Italian. It's funny because, no, 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 hold on. It's funny because their team doesn't actually suck. Well, like, they, they have like they good, suck. I know, but they have good players. So... I, yeah, they didn't qualify for the World Cup for the second straight year, buddy. They suck. But let's take yeah. a quick break. When Not we get I back. I thought about that, that right? You know? Sucks for... You suck. didn't ask me a question or anything. I just won't answer it. Uh, Screw sorry. me. Why am I even here? Well, Fish interrupted you, not me, to be fair. So if you have a problem, yeah. deal with Fish during the That's break. Fine. That's why I swore. We got to go to break. When we get back, Dosa Dion joins us to talk about the Detroit Lions offseason, the upcoming draft, what the team should do with their picks. But before we go... Jeff, could you tell everybody at home about Cintron? Yes, I can. Cintron World is an aspirational lifestyle beverage brand with a line of sparkling flavored energy beverages, premium bottled water, and revitalizer shots. Cintron is the official energy drink of the Red Wings, proud partners with the Detroit Pistons, and exclusively served at Little Caesars Arena. If you're looking for premium ingredients, long-lasting energy, balanced hydration, essential vitamins, and great taste, Cintron is your top choice. Buy online at CintronWorld.com. Use the promo code REDWINGS10. Save 10% with shipping included. Remember, drink it, live it with Cintron. Hi, my diamonds. It's Crystal with an X. You want to get hot and perfect like me? Here's my super easy routine. <laughs> drink at least a gallon of water before you wake up. <laughs> Attach a weight to everything in your house. Hello? Sell your car and just sprint everywhere. Scream when you exhale. Don't follow Crystal with an X. Do your own thing at Planet Fitness with tons of equipment and free fitness training in our clean and spacious clubs. Join now for just $10 a month and cancel anytime. Get a shot up. This is for the win. 
All of Detroit sports teams live on Woodward. All of Detroit sports coverage lives on Woodward Sports. Driving the best in Detroit sports coverage. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, Wingstop. I know, Jeff, it's 9 a.m. I don't want to eat wings. Too bad. Wingstop has <laughs> hey, the best wings somewhere. on the planet. Fresh, juicy, hormone-free chicken. Wingstop has the best traditional wings. Try out their signature sauces, Jamaican jerk or lemon pepper. Their wings... Had them. They're absolutely delicious. They're tossed to perfection in any sauce you so choose. When the wings are this good, you're allowed to be a snob. Order online now at wingsnob.com. Wingsnob, we just have better wings. And we have a great show planned for the rest of the hour. I'm excited, and we have to introduce a good friend of the show. Just a good good guy in general. Great YouTube channel. Check him out at Dosa Dion. But Dion, good morning, man. How are you? Hey, how we doing, guys? Uh, and just making sure you guys can hear me. Just wanted yes, to get yeah, yeah, yeah. We got you. We awesome, got you. Man. Sound good. You sound good. You're looking hey, good, man. Looking good. I like man. the hoodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, we I was, got the camera good, so so we look we look better than before. You know, it used Dang. to be all like fuzzy and stuff, but we looking better now. So hopefully everything looks good. Yeah, the hoodie actually just on uh, put it on yesterday, so I was like, yeah, I gotta wear it for the show. You know, coming love on the big hat. Day, so. Love the hat. I'm just gonna keep complimenting oh. you for the first ten seconds. So yeah. if you don't mind me. No, it's it's no, it's perfectly fine. I'll throw some back. I'll throw some back, you know. But I, I can't see you right now. But I'll throw some back. But nah, the hat. Oh man, yeah, I love no, the hat, I don't look anything know? like you. So no, no, we're not gonna compare each other right now. You're, you're doing oh, great. I'm just compete. sitting over here in a goddamn polo. Uh, you're good. You you got the swag this morning. It looks comfortable, man. It looks really good though. No, yeah, I like it's it. not. It's not that comfortable. He to said be honest. you look comfortable. <laughs> man, that, man, me and Adam's top button, man. It's choking. Oh man, it's it's fine, but. That's so bad know, Jeff, most you can complain. Jeff, Jeff likes to be choked, Dion. It's a, it's a different conversation. Anyways. Wait, pause? Uh, we need to talk about the NFL draft. Dion, talk to me about number two overall. Obviously, it's the center of attention for everybody, whether it's Malik Willis, Kyle Hamilton, and Edge Rusher. Walk me through what you believe the Lions should do with the pick, what you expect them to do with the pick, and really what it means for this football team moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the two pick, just like every draft pick, is going to have a lot of importance because I mean that the Lions told us from the beginning it was going to be about building through the draft, and I think we're we're seeing that free agency plan, and I I think it's going to follow similar patterns. I think you'll be more aggressive when you start finding some success, and you know they'll look to kind of push a little bit harder. But I think for this season, it was you could kind of see what was going to kind of take place. We had a little bit of a lighter offseason in terms of free agency, kind of like what we did last year, almost signing these guys to prove it, young players, and that they earn it, they can come back. And I think that's a big part of their laying the foundation is doing it that way. 
So the draft picks are going to be huge. They got to nail these picks. Last year definitely felt like they nailed a lot of picks. We're only, we're, we're only you know, you're into, but still worked out pretty well. Now, this year's number two pick, it's this is crazy. I mean, they, I just have no idea really where the lines are going with this right now. Um, no, no direction. I have no clue because I feel like there's so many different spots that they could go with, but I think they've also done this throughout the rest of the offseason is they left it open so that they can go many different directions. But there is one spot that does feel like they could go. And I know you don't want to hear this, I but I, I, I have to throw it out there, man. It just safeties could definitely make sense at two for them. I could definitely see them doing it. Now, look, I'm with a lot of other people on this. I'm all about building through the defensive line, through the trenches. I think, you know, when I look at this team and I look where Brad Holmes is coming from, coming from the Rams and how dominant those defenses are. I mean, it all started with the front. You didn't have to worry always about who the linebackers were, sometimes who the corner. I mean, you had one great cornerback there in Jalen. You made some moves here and there when he started winning to get the Peters and things like that. But it was all about the defensive line, mainly because Aaron Donald. But you always knew the defensive line was going to be one of the best in football every year, made everything else look way better. So I'm all about that. But safety definitely feels like a spot they could go at to. Of course, that would be Kyle Hamilton if they don't trade out because of the fact that we haven't seen him grab really one in free agency. Now, they did bring back Tracy Walker, which I thought was a must. But I don't know if they're going to bring anybody in. I think they look at Will Harris, not necessarily as they want him to be a two safety. And I don't think many fans want to see that. But they more look at him kind of like a, a P.J. Williams type, a third safety, can play cornerback, can play everywhere. He even called him more athletic than P.J. Uh, Anthony uh, Aaron Glenn did. So, I think two very possible for safety. I think every team just values different positions, and they always talk about the importance. For us, safeties really don't come off the field. Like Tracy, week 10 on, I don't think he missed a single snap defensively. So mm -hmm. I think when you look at that, I think the Lions need another versatile piece if they're going to go safety. I think they need a guy that's not, all right, he just, he just drops back in coverage. Because to me, Tracy Walker is not built to be just one or the other. Like when I look at the Saints – I look at what they had with Marcus Williams last year and with, uh, well, with Marcus Williams, and they also had Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins is a box guy. He's a former cornerback. He plays well in the box. He plays well in man coverage. So it allows Marcus Williams to be the deep safety, to never really set foot in the box, play back all the time, and dominate in coverage. But the run support's not really there. But they've also had Von Bell before that, so they were able to keep that going. For Tracy, I don't like him just deep. I don't like him just in the box. So to me, you need someone across from him that can do a lot of the same type of things so that you can have those split coverage looks. They're coming from the you know the Fangio background. So those guys that can kind of bring it all to the table would not shock me if they went that direction. But at the same time, like I said, I think there's a lot of doors that are open with the two pick, man. I mean, I don't think it's going to be quarterback. If, if we want to go into that, I, I don't think it's going to be the quarterback position. I love the rumors, though. I think the rumors are great for the Lions, but I don't think they're going to go that direction. Uh, I just think when you kind of look at the direction they've went, you know, bringing back Tim Boyle, I don't think David Blau's a lock. I haven't seen his contract, but I'm assuming he's going to have a chance to kind of be like a placeholder where he could be out. But I think when you kind of see the picture of, okay, Goff's here for another year, just look at his contract. I think what they saw last year, they, 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 I think they believe they can win with a guy. So I think it's, you know, let's keep, keep building this team around. Let him play next year. If he plays well, we find a lot of success. He can come back. If not, next year we can have a lot of picks. And that's where I kind of look at trade back. I mean, trade back, you never could count on it because you got to have someone to trade up. And that's why I hope these Malik Willis rumors keep pushing because it's like if someone just falls in love with the guy and they have to move to two or maybe move to one, something, this could allow Lions to maybe get more picks. And I think this would be a good draft to end up with more picks. I think it would be. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Dion, honestly, look, when we want to talk about the safety at two, I just, I can't, I can't justify that move. Even if he's an all pro safety three out of his first five years how much is that changing 
this football team in terms of the win-loss column. I will agree with you, though. All the directions point into them committing to Jared Goff, at least for the foreseeable future this year for sure, and possibly even into the 2023 season. I don't see them making the move at quarterback. It's nice rumor talk. I don't think they're going to fall in love with Malik Willis or any of these quarterbacks at number two. Having said that, it's got to be an edge for me. It has to be an edge rusher. Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson if he's available. Hell, I'd even consider Trayvon Walker at number two before I'd even consider the safety because that is the least or if not the second least valuable position on the football field on the defensive side of the ball and with this team they've been bottom of the league in pass rush for the last six to eight years i i don't see them making a move for hamilton at two i know vegas has them as the favorites to take kyle hamilton but damn it dion i i don't know if i can stomach a safety at two not even because the okuda pick just in general nobody takes a safety at two that is not a thing and there's a reason for it I, I I don't know what I do with myself, man. Yeah, no, I, I I understand where you're coming from. And look, I'm always I'm trying to like because I see you know you see the odds and it just feels like they're going that direction. I don't know if they're going to do it or not, but I'm just I'm trying to like okay, well, how, why would this make sense for the Lions? And you, there's you know different different people have different analytics. I do think it comes down to who the team is and what they value, and you know like you you can go to Pro Football Focus, they'll tell you that okay, that's one of the most valuable positions in today's NFL. You know, they'll say coverage over pass rush. I think the fact is you gotta have both. We know you gotta have both. And like I said, I'm with you in terms of I want the D line to be dominant. I want this thing because they're gonna rotate. I want it to just throw waves at offensive line because we need the pass rush. We struggled to get the pass rush. Like you said, I think last year we were actually a worse pass rushing team than we were the year before, which is just very hard to say out loud. It's like we were not expecting that after all the moves that we kind of made last offseason. But it, it does feel like it's kind of trending that direction. Now, with the edge position, it's interesting to me because I feel like Hutchinson's going one now. That's what I feel like. We'll see if it happens. I think the Lions, if somehow they could get someone to, to move up to one and take that Jag spot and push him out and Hutchinson falls, this could be one of those scenarios where you kind of hear all this stuff about Malik and then all of a sudden someone moves, takes Jacksonville spot, Aiden falls to two and the Lions take Hutchinson. I could see something like that playing out. But the edge position I got a little pause on because – like safety, I feel like there's some really good safeties that could hit 32, 34. The Lions could pick up that could come in and help us right at one. I think there's a, a couple safeties that I would feel very comfortable with in those spots, even maybe back at 66, depending on who falls. But I, I, I could argue kind of, I feel kind of similar with the edge position because I have a couple, I have just some pause on some of those top guys. Like Hutchinson, but if we're talking about Kayvon, who seems more likely to be there, I like the guy. Uh, you know, all the off-the-field stuff, you know, we'll see how that goes. I, I don't think he's been, like, super, you know, like all the political answers, which we'll see how that ends up working for him. But what I do like about Kayvon is he's got a lot of bags. He's got a lot of tricks in his bags for me. We know the explosive get-off. It would give the Lions a different element. My little concern that I've been finding with the film is I just feel like as the game kind of goes on, it seems like he starts to kind of run out of gas and be less – just be less impactful on games. And then you look at Trayvon Walker, my big concern is just the role that he's played. Now, I know you could expand out of that. Lines are going to go for more 4D linemen, so they could put him at defensive end, and maybe that'll be fine for him. I think he's a little raw there because it's not a role that he's played. You know, we see him lining up inside the tackle all the time at Georgia versus Jermaine Johnson, right, who went from Georgia, went really did had a really good season last year at Florida State. But with Jermaine Johnson, when he was with Georgia, he was still playing at the edge. He was playing outside the tackle. That's not what Trayvon Walker's doing. So it does concern me a little bit in terms of he doesn't feel like he's going to be, like, elite impact right away. But I can definitely see where you come from with the upside, especially after watching the combine. So I'm not like this guy has to be that pick at two. I'm trying to figure out who I feel that guy is. And I think if you did go safety at two and they waited till 32 or 34 and they wanted to get another pass rusher in there, 
because to me, I'm good with D-line or Orange. I think there's some names that I really like out there still at those spots. Dion, number one, thank you for joining us, by the way. And if you thank guys you haven't already, please please go check out Dosa Dion on YouTube. He makes great content. And I want to bring up, you already kind of alluded to it, Malik Willis. And we had our, our, our draft analyst, Scott Bischoff, in the room, and he talked to us yesterday about Malik Willis, and he said something that shook me. He said, Malik Willis, out of all the players in this draft, he is the only one, if he hits his upside, that can turn around a franchise as quick as anybody. And I thought that was interesting, obviously. It's very respected, Scott Bischoff. But what, I know you alluded to it already, but what is your take on the Malik Willis train? A lot of Lions fans are, are getting on board. A lot of people like me and Adam are kind of staying a pat. You need an edge rusher. There's more positions. It's, it's about positional value. Where are you right now on, on Malik? Can he pick it? Just the quarterbacks in this class, or are you on the kind of train that says, let's wait till next year to get a quarterback? Where are you right now? Yeah, well, just, I mean, just in general with the quarterback position for me, I'm cool with waiting. You know, I, I think Jared Goff showed us definitely enough in the second half. It's like, we can win with this guy. You keep building around him. If he's successful, great. You go forward with the guy. Like, you don't want to be in a spot where you're chasing quarterbacks because a lot of teams find themselves in that hole and it's hard to get out of it. So I don't want to be in that spot. If this is the guy, great. You know, and I, I like what Goff did in the second half season. But specifically talking about these quarterbacks, when I look at Malik Willis, Malik, everybody says it has that crazy high upside. For me, it's kind of it's kind of a weird thing because I you, you I feel like you can almost argue he's a little raw, you know, going back to not mm -hmm. playing a ton of quarterback in high school, going into college, you know, transferring from Auburn, saying he was immature at the time. You could almost say he's a little raw. When I watch Malik Willis, I feel like, you know, the guy's got all the talent. Like, if he knows where the ball needs to go, he can put the ball there. He's scary with the ball in his hands as a runner. He gives me Lamar vibes. Not to that level, but he's really strong in the lower body, breaks a lot of tackles. To me, though, if he knows where the ball needs to go, he can make a lot of passes happen that – you know, I mean, he, he could kind of separate himself just in that alone. We saw that at the Senior Bowl. I mean, you know, obviously the pro day is what the pro day is. I'm not going to get too far into that. But to me, he can make all the plays. It's just some of kind of where he's at right now. To me, when you watch him, there's a lot of just one-two reads for him. It's a lot of, you know, very basic things that they're kind of asking to do offensively. They're not giving a lot of pre-snap answers to just kind of like, all right, here's the ball. If he knows where the ball is and you can see pre-snap, he's always, you know, looking trying to figure out okay where, where do i go but if he knows where the ball needs to go he can lay lay it up there it's just that where the lions feel about that i have a little bit of questions about how that would fit i mean the lions said they would change their scheme if they had you know the right player person you should but it just you know you bring in the saints coach right you bring in another one i kind of have the feeling that the past game is going to sort of try to trend sort of that direction i don't know if malik's the best fit for that i don't know if he is i mean to me malik's got all the talent he would help in the run game i think he'd do really well in play action rollouts layers but you know just the release isn't always as snappy as some of these other guys coming out. Definitely has a little wind-up to it. We know he makes some bad decisions, but to me it's just because he's not making the reads himself, all of it's, all the reads himself. So I think he's just raw there. But with the other quarterback, throw out a couple names. I mean, I would look late Scholar Thompson. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in this class. I, I don't know where he's going to go. I think he may go higher than a lot of people think out of uh, Kansas State. Because to me, that guy can run an offense. He showed a lot of improvement last year. I know the numbers don't stick out at you. But I was very impressed with Scott Thompson. He brings a lot of elements to the game. That's someone I'm looking at for sure. If we wanted to pick up a third to take that blouse spot, you know, something like that, I'm cool with that. Uh, you know, I again, I'm not even sure if I think Malik's the best right now, but we know the upside is there. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm a Sam Howell guy. I like Howell a lot too, but I wouldn't take him at two. You know, I'm not drafting Sam Howell at two. Yeah, I think it's we're weird. on the same page, Dion, in terms of timeline for the Detroit Lions. I still think they're one year out for going after that quarterback. And even, let's say, in this alternate universe they go after Malik Willis at number two okay well what have you done what have you accomplished I know I understand they'll be picking at 32 34 but now you've already committed this is the franchise guy we're on the clock here we go 
And my idea, my evolution for Brad Holmes, for Dan Campbell over the next two seasons is they win three games year one. All right, fine. Year one's usually typically a write-off. Year two, I expect six to nine wins this year, given the schedule is so friendly. Year three, you need to be contending for the division. And the way the timeline adds up with Malik Willis at two this year is by the time you get to season three, you're going to have a guy making his first NFL start likely the year you want to compete for the division. And I don't think they have a roster like San Francisco, like Kansas City when they went up and traded for their quarterbacks, like even Aaron Rodgers when he fell all the way back to Green Bay, when Lamar Jackson fell to a playoff team in Baltimore. Such different situations that I don't see that I don't see that timeline fitting. What I see is Jared Goff starts this year. They'll have the capital to move up if they want to and get a quarterback the following year. And then they're going to have that one-year window where they sit in. They'll have a much better football team going into that third year. That by the fourth year when that rookie is ready to play, well, I think you're more ready to take a shift like the Kansas City Chiefs did with a Patrick Mahomes. But again, there's no, there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to even draft the right quarterback who knows right no i mean that's that's a really good point i think you could you could see how what you're saying i could see how it definitely could uh end up playing out like that and it makes sense i mean i like where the lions offense is going i think they need a lot of work on defense but they definitely don't feel like you know just based off of last year they're in a spot where that's how the timeline does match up and i think even if you look back to when homes with 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 the rams and you kind of look at how they went about things and how they turned it around with sean mcveigh you know the plan to me, I, I look at the plan as, you know, our year two this offseason is like the year one when Sean McVay got there to kind of the way that we're hitting free agency. I think it's very similar. You know, you kind of get those weapons around your quarterback, Jared Goff. You see what he can do because, I mean, halfway through the season last year, they're like, yeah, we can't fairly evaluate the guy. But then the second half, you're winning games. So it's just kind of a weird thing. I think this year when you just see it, you know, you get some of these weapons around him. You, you start to feel really good about the offense you're putting around. And I'm with you. Like the defense – definitely was not where it needs to be last year for you to be a contender you know with I mean as a whole last year there was a lot of issues that we had where it was like it doesn't matter who's our quarterback we're not going to be winning many games one thing we still need to do to me is get a backup offensive tackle I'm still riding that train it needs to happen <laughs> but no I, I definitely see where you're coming from with the timeline I think a year out makes sense and then again if golf does well this year you don't even have to go after it you got two first round picks to keep adding to the team and you're in a really good spot so I think too. I think that's where I think that's where the, the plan is set at. You know, last year was build a foundation. This year, let's put some weapons. Let's start winning some games. And if we can get to kind of that, you know, eight wins type of you know eight range next year, if you feel good about how golf played, you just keep building around it, and now you're making this playoff push. Fair enough, Dion. I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, if you want to stick around for a minute or two, we'll get back. I do want to continue the conversation with you and Jeff. But before we go, I have to tell all of you. Actually, no, I don't. Jeff does. Jeff has to talk to you guys about guardian alarm. Ooh. Jeff, could you please do that? We talk about defenses and how important that edge rusher position is. Well, Guardian Alarm, they get it. They get the defense. Go to defense on and off the field helps you feel secure. Not only that, Guardian Alarm has state-of-the-art technology that helps you feel safe, all with 24-7 local monitoring. Guardian Alarm also has convenient features, lets you check in on your home, control lights and temperatures, even detect smoke or carbon monoxide. It will even let you lock and unlock doors. Call this number, 800-STAY-OUT. Stay Today, you heard fish. That's 800-STAY-OUT. Guardian That's Alarm has been trusted for over 90 years at keeping families safe. Everything that we've all 
Right right side. Oh, that is Edwards out there. He goes up in the air at the goal line. Hey, it's Brandon Edwards here wanting to welcome the Sports Marketing Agency to Woolworth Sports Network to the family. Glad to have you guys. For the last decade, the Sports Marketing Agency has literally leveraged athletes around issues such as mental health and substance abuse. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You don't have to go to the beach, man. You don't have to get your butt cracked full of sand. You just need the little chili peppers, man, to get that glowing beach chili peppers tan. With 26 locations in the Metro Detroit area and more coming, Chili Peppers Tanning is where you'll find the cleanest salons in the D. Join the Pepper Club for the best deals on unlimited tanning. Head to ChiliPeppersTanning.com. You just need a little Chili Peppers, man. Baseball. Beer. Babes. More beer. Opening day live from Brass Rail and Music Hall Amphitheater. With Woodward Sports. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network, also featured on the Roar on 99.1, 93.5, and 94.7 HD2. We've got a special guest with us this morning. Dose of Dion is on, and we're going to continue this football talk, guys. Well, Dion, now that we kind of covered the number two pick, we have to kind of slide to that 32, 34, and 66. And we talk about kind of the needs, and ideally, we have did some mock drafts. I went safety at 32, linebacker and wide receiver. Rank your needs in order, all right? At 32, 34, and 66, where do you see the Lions going? Ooh, man, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I, I like where you went there. I think safety is still going to be one of their higher needs no matter what they do with the two-pick. Um, but, yeah, wide receiver to me is still up there. I don't know if I'd have it as my two-knee, but to me it's still up there because I look at it as I like where we're at depth-wise. If I come into this season, I'm like, hey, Cleef Ram is my final receiver on the roster. I'm feeling way better about where I'm at this year than where I was at last year with depth. Right. But I still look at it as Chark's coming off an injury, serious injury, and he's dealt with this multiple times, right? I mean, this isn't like a one-time thing that just popped up. So as high hopes as I have, if he can be on the field, still a little concerning with the injury. If he's hurt, we're right back to kind of where we were for the second half of the season. Not saying he can't win with that, but it's kind of in a similar spot. I think they're leaving a raw spot open. Randall else said it. Like, Randall else like, look, we want to draft two receivers and sign one. So it kind of tells you how we felt about the room, even saying he wanted to bring back Josh and Khalif. Right. So to me, I still want to, yeah, I still want to get a top guy in there to compete for that. You could go two. I think the second one would be much later at that point because he probably would make the team. Maybe they just keep an extra spot because, really, I feel like every receiver kind of that we have right now, we have about five locks on the team. So receiver's still up there for me to get a guy that can compete that you may at least think he has the upside to be a top receiver at some point on your team. Linebacker's weird. I'm, I'm weird with linebacker because I don't think it's going to be the position Lions value the highest. I don't think linebacker is a super high position of value within the type of defense that they're going to be playing, but also that Brad Holmes is coming from. Not to say they don't need help there because they do, but I don't know if it'll be the highest position that they value. So I, because I think it should, I think D line, you know, is up there. Safety will be a position they value. I like what they have at cornerback. 
So linebacker is kind of a weird spot to me. I could see that kind of being like a pick 66, you know, type of range, you know, like type like that, like where you get like a third round pick to come in there and probably play a lot of reps this season and just have a lot of battles going on at the linebacker position. So those two are up there. I'd say safety, wide receiver, linebacker, but I, I still D-line to me, D-line and edge. Like D-line mm-hmm. and edge probably pushes ahead of linebacker still for me personally because I want that, you know, just levels. I mean, just you're throwing waves at teams. And the thing with Levi is we need him to step up next season. We all know this. Absolutely. But I want that pressure behind him. You know, I don't want to just be like, okay, hey, you got to step up, you know, but if it doesn't work, then then what are we doing? Like that's that can't, you know, I need a I need a back plan. And to me, that's just add another young player in there. I mean, they're 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 taking looks at guys like Arden Key. Right now he's a defensive end. But I'm cool with adding more to that, you know, adding more to the defensive line. I mean, wouldn't it be sweet to have a, a defensive line grow up together? Ali McNeil, Levi, you know, you throw another young guy into that mix, and now you got this nice defensive line coming up. Rockers is here, but he's just a run defender. You know, I mean, that's what he brings to the table. He's a better run defender. And defensive end could still use work, you know, some edge help. But like I said, tackle still one of those I got to throw in there as a need. You know, it'd be lower probably than those. Maybe not, honestly. I mean, I mean, I would take it later. But I don't know if it'd be lower than those because to me, tackle won and lost us a lot of games last year. I mean, to me, the first half of the season, a lot of it was struggles in pass pro. Edmund Brown's back, feel good about it. Decker, Sewell, love it. But having a backup tackle to at least push Matt Nelson next season is, I think, necessary because I think that hurt us so big. I mean, the numbers just show. I mean, our pass, our, our pressure rate just doubled when we had Matt Nelson in the game. And it was, we weren't throwing the ball on third down. And that was driving Lions fans crazy. It was like third and 10, we're running the ball. That's that's not good. But you bring in Josh Reynolds, first game, third and ten, you take a shot, he scores a touchdown. So backup tackle still in there for a need, but I it'd be up there, but it wouldn't be I wouldn't take it as high as, you know, say wide receiver or linebacker or even defensive line. Yeah, Dion linebacker is very interesting this year, given what the lines are gonna want to do with it. But I wanna ask you a question, and it relates to the value you hold the number two overall pick with. I know you mentioned earlier that you could see them taking Kyle Hamilton at number two. Fair. I'll let that go. That's fine. (laughs) The question I have for you, Dion, is if I gave you a choice, all right? I told you you could trade the number two pick right now for any player in the league. Am I fair or am I wrong to say your first 10 selections, excuse me, 10 selections would likely be young franchise quarterbacks? Oh man, that's a, I've never heard that question before. No, I mean, you, I mean that's you what kinda, you go for, right? If I told you, you, you would have get to. Justin Herbert or one of these uh, one of these young guys, a Joe Burrow, you, you'd you would be do crazy it, wouldn't not you? To. You'd be crazy not to. I think. And if I told you, you I, would I'm trade, a golf guy. Absolutely. And if I told you you could trade that number two pick for any young premier edge rusher right now, Chase Young, T.J. Watt, whoever it may be, no injury concerns, none of that, just at face value, wouldn't you trade that number two pick for that player? I don't know about Chase Young, but definitely like a TJ Waters. Yeah, you know, I'm I talking that, that level of production. Sure. I'm talking a, you know, yeah. one of the premier edge rushers, right? Because that's what you yes. value. Absolutely. Would you Absolutely. trade that pick? Would you trade that pick for Jesse Bates, Minka Fitzpatrick? For are like, you just Simmons. saying like one of them? Yeah. Would you? Oh, trade uh, for I see. Any I see. What, no, I get, right I get where you're. You see where I'm going with this? I get what you're. And, and I agree with you, man. Like. To me, it's just like, who's there? And, and I'm looking at the two pick. I'm like, I just want to throw position out the board for a second. Just be like, who do I feel like is the best player regardless? Is it a tackle? Like, who is this guy? And I think K1 and Kyle are, are one and two up there in terms of raw would, would talent you put, ceiling. Would you put Kayvon above Kyle in terms of not position value, but just at their own position? At their own position? Uh, well, what does that mean, own position? In terms Meaning of prospect, like, you look at him. Yeah, like coming in this draft, did, like, okay, 
Kayvon where he is in his position, you know, versus where Kyle is at the safety position. Just, Kyle just the is player head and shoulders, uh, I could argue, above the other safeties in terms of raw talent. The issue mm -hmm. with Kyle Hamilton is he does come with injury history. He does come into a position where it's not the most valuable position, unfortunately, in today's NFL. Corners and safeties are at such a disadvantage most of the time, given the rules are all in favor against them. So that, that's the challenging part. I would say Kyle Hamilton is probably the, the better prospect at his position. But when we look at Kayvon Thibodeau, I mean, he has all the tools. He has the speed off the line of scrimmage. He has multiple ways of getting to the quarterback. It's that the questioning of motor, man, that is one of the most unsolvable questions you can answer with any draft prospect is how yeah. bad do you want it? And Kayvon Thibodeau seems like a guy that is about him more than anything else. That that could be yep. a problem. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I heard a scout say that uh, to me, you know, 90% of players in the league is all about up here. You know, it's above the shoulders how it works out in National Football League. And it's just, Kayvon's just, you know, a little, it's just a little weird one to me, right? I mean, even just, like I said, this last season, I'm watching his games and I'm just like, man, he's just, there's stretches where he's super impactful, but then he just kind of seems to, Kind of just phase out a little bit as the game goes on. Now, maybe if he's got a nice little, maybe if he's got a little rotation guy in there with Charles Harris, that's not as much of an issue because Kayvon's, a, you're saying, I mean, he's a great athlete. The dude, I, I don't know if I've seen an edge rusher this year that can man covers running backs like he does. Like the guy would drop 15 yards in a coverage. So it's like, whoa, he's a great athlete. Like I don't question that at all. It, it's, it's just that, you know, it's just how do the Lions feel about the shoulders up. I think they would take Aiden Hutchinson if he was there and Kayvon was there. I think they take Hutchinson even with the concern of him saying that he prefers to play in a stand-up role. It's but yeah, Kayvon is Kayvon, you know, he's still in a weird spot with me. I'm trying to sell myself on it. Uh, because I wouldn't be mad. Like if we sat there and took Kayvon, I wouldn't be like, dang, we took Kayvon. I'd be hyped because like we need a pass rusher and I'm down for it. Fair enough. Dion, before we let you go. I think you've made a, a very compelling case for what the Lions should do with their draft picks. But talk me, uh, walk me through the offseason so far. It has been quiet. I think it's been actually very good. I love the moves they've done. I like the fact that they're not committing too much money long term. There's no need. The team is not ready. But having said that, walk me through the offseason and your expectations for this football team this season. Yeah, I think, I think the free agency period, again, I think it was, I think you could kind of see it coming like I, I thought maybe there could be a couple of multi-year deals in there if there was a guy that they felt really good about you know that maybe had the connection I know everybody was bringing up Marcus Williams maybe something like that but I think the, it makes sense what they're doing and it's kind of falling off of last year I like it you know like you said we're not putting a whole bunch of money like I don't want to give DJ Shark a three-year deal I don't know how comfortable I feel with giving a lot of guaranteed money throwing a three-year deal at him because I'm like he's just had these injuries but you give him a year you let him go out there approve it they always say well, where I'm wanted I'm perfectly cool with that. And then again, if you play well, we're going to resign you. We're going to have the money because we're not, we don't have those long-term contracts anyway. So we'll have the money to resign you if you want to come back. So I, I, I like it. I, I have no issues with the approach because to me, it's, it's the plan that they kind of said that they were going to do and they've stuck to it. You know, I don't want a guy that's like, yeah, we have this sort of plan. You kind of have a feel for it. And then they go, there's like, hold up. We won three games. Let's start changing this plan up. Like, let's follow the plan a little bit and let's see where this takes us because you clearly had this thing kind of lined out before, you know, you were hired when you were, kind of pitching your case to be brought in uh it's going to be very important in the draft i could see trades start to come into play you know again down the road they start to show some winning to me my expectation for this season like you guys i, I need to see the lions winning some football games like i think the lions are feeling that way with expectations to me golf's going to be the quarterback 
They're, they need to win games, not only for golf alone to decide whether or not. Because if golf, let's, I mean, look, if golf doesn't win the job here, who knows about his future? This is a very big year for him next year. So I feel like, you know, next year I expect some wins. I expect the Lions to be in that, you know, eight win type of range, eight plus, you know, not too far under that. I expect them to kind of fall into that kind of spot just based on, look, you saw what issues you had. I think offense is close enough. You just need a little more help there, backup tackle. And then defense, you need a lot of help. But I, that's kind of my expectation. Love it. Dion, thank you so much for joining us this morning, man. We can't thank you enough. That was so fun. Have to have you back on soon. Probably probably before the draft. Have to do it, of course, after. But, Dion, again, thank you so much. Everybody at home, if you haven't already, like, subscribe. Go find his YouTube channel. Dosa Dion, search for it on YouTube, and of course, give him a follow on social media as well. Dion, appreciate it, buddy. Hey, thank you guys, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Super fun. Uh, and yeah, I would absolutely be down to come back on anytime. And we're definitely gonna have to get you on the show over here as well. Just, just so you know, just throwing that out there. Anytime, man. You have the number. You have the number. You're, we really love the work you're doing here, so it's not going yes, unnoticed, man. You're awesome. Yes, so thank you so much, Alliance. Dion. Shut up, Fitch. <laughs> Oh, guys, Dosa Dion, what what a good guy. Loved him. Uh, Loved every bit of content. him. We got a half hour out of him. That was awesome. That was a good half hour. That was a good half hour. This Kyle Hamilton stuff is going to be the end of me, though. Yeah. Jeff, honestly, I mean, you may need to take over the show <laughs> April 28th or 29th. Yeah, that Ambassador Bridge, Abe's going to have to be over there guarding it. I'm going to be at the... <laughs> I'm, I'm having a watch party from the Ambassador Bridge. How about that? You guys can go do it at the Brass Rail and watch the draft. I'm not going. I'm going to be at the Ambassador Bridge waiting. I will be waiting for that. <laughs> live pick. streaming, yeah. I'll be live streaming where it all ends or where it all could begin. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Could be an edge rusher. <laughs> Let's go to break, Maddie. My goodness. When we come back, expectations for the Tigers. Are they AL Central contenders? I'm all aboard the AL Central train. I think they compete with the White Sox all the way through. But, hey, I'm just one guy. Right, Maddie? Well, yeah, and quite frankly... Your opinions don't matter. Anyways, Thank I'm you. apparently feeling very sassy today. Yeah, I know. You woke but up sassy. <laughs> please, before we go, can you tell us about Gypsy Vodka? Yeah, guys, Gypsy Vodka, the smoothest and best tasting vodka on the market. Not only is it a smooth drink, it's gluten-free, it's Michigan's vodka, and most importantly, it's locally owned and operated, guys. Support local. It is one of the best things us Michiganders can do. Ask for it by the name of Gypsy, and as always, please do. Drink responsibly. Hi, I'm Kay Cunningham. I'm proud to partner with Hall Financial, the mortgage company known for five-star service. Don't just take my word for it. Check out their 5,000 five-star reviews for yourself. Go to callhallfirst.com and get started with your five-star experience today. Think you're a big shot? Oh, excuse me! It goes down! Think you can make the big shot? Washington fires. Woodward Sports wants to send you to the finals for college basketball April 2nd through the 4th in New Orleans. That's right, you and a friend in the Big Easy. We'll take care of the airfare, hotel, and tickets to see the finals for college basketball. Listen Monday through Friday to the Morning Woodward Show. Big D Energy. And the bottom line for your chance to qualify. If you can make the big shots, you and a friend are getting out of the cold and to New Orleans. Got it. Keep listening and watching for your next chance to win. Powered by Planet Fitness, Centron, and the Sports Marketing Agency. And it's over! Anything can happen in March! Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the Morning Woodward Show. Here on the Woodward Sports Network, 
Do you want to tell them what we just found out from your mother? My mom woke up late. Oh, she's calling me. Why? <laughs> yeah, ma. Correction. <laughs> All right, what? If you say tease, it's ass. Yeah. If you say tease, it means I don't give a fuck. So tease <laughs> is ass. In the beginning. All right, so, so tease is ass. Tease is ass. Tease I don't give a fuck. Exactly. All right, yeah. thank you, mom. I, I appreciate the... I one. Okay, thank you for the clarification, mom. Have a great of day. Of course. You too. Bye. All right. Is it the man? We're, Correction, she says. We're, we're letting it. that slide. That's good That's stuff. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Shout out to Mama Baydoon. We should do that every Friday. Adam, every Friday you call your mom about something I think random. We, I think that's going to have or to be have a thing. Or have her record something. That. that should be a thing. It may have to be a thing. God damn it, man. That mom. was so good. Anyways. Correction. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Uh, Thanks. So, by the way, she has no clue you just did a show or you're on a she show, right? She knows I'm on the... I don't, I don't know. I don't know what my mom thinks anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways. What's up, Maddie? I know what you think about the Detroit Tigers. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, in love. Adam. I'm in love you, with the stripper, you, as, they, I, as the saying goes. Are you snorting that Tigers cocaine? I'm all over the Tigers let, cocaine. Can I, can I say something real quickly? And I, I get it. I, no I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Tigers. <laughs> I am. But I don't... I don't think they they at least I don't think they can at least atop the the White Sox this year. And, and let me just explain a couple things. Like in the Tigers this offseason, yes, you know, two-year deal for uh, two-year deal for Baez, two-year deal for uh, Erod. But the problem I have is two years for Baez is your biggest splash. And the fact is if Baez actually comes out and has an impressive batting average, he's going to leave, he's going to opt out and get a bigger deal. That's just the reality. That's business, right? So with the Tigers, Adam, I want to ask you this. What have they done, okay, in this offseason to make you think, all right, they're at least going to be better or at least contend with the White Sox? Because Baez on a two-year deal in Erod, my God, man. I, I'm excited for Baez, the young guys. Look, uh, yes, I'm excited for the young guys. I am. The young guys, uh, that goes without saying. Yeah. I think this pitching staff has gotten better. They've made some good moves. More than anything, the biggest reason why I believe this team contends for the Central. Mm-hmm is they have the best manager in baseball. Which you're not wrong on that. You're A.J. Hinch is the best manager baseball. I truly believe that. And it's not even close. And I think this team is a 90-win team, possibly, this year. 90-72, and 88-74, possibly. 86-76, who knows? I think, I think they're going to contend. Now, if the White Sox win 100 games this year, which I don't think is going to happen, yeah, no. look, uh, can't do much about that. But I'm, I truly believe it. The Detroit Tigers are going to be able to contend for the Central. They have the best manager. I think they're going to play some of the best baseball in the Central this year. The Twins, scratching my head about the Correa deal. The White yeah. Sox, yes, are the most complete team. Sure. They will likely win the Central. You can have that opinion. Fair. I, I'm willing to have that conversation if we want to have yeah. it. But besides them. But really, I'm on the Tigers. The Tigers, yeah. I mean... And we're talking about a team that last year was projected to win, like, what, 68, 70 games if they were lucky? They were expected to lose 100 games. Yeah. They didn't. They're much better now. And A.J. Hinch as a manager, I think, is only going to continuously improve this baseball team. Pitching will be better. Hitting will be better. Torkelson in the heart of the lineup. Riley Green in the lineup. You're not, you're not going to have to wait 40, 50 games 
They start right away now because of the new CBA deal. Yes, thank you. And if you guys want to call this dra uh, snorting the cocaine for the Tigers, I'm all over it. Give me a whole bowl. <laughs> I'm all in on the Detroit Tigers. I really mean it. I think they're going to play some of the best fluid fundamental baseball that you'll see. I think they'll be more fundamentally sound this year than possibly the White Sox. The White Sox have more talent. Right. They're a loaded roster. Fine. I think the Tigers are going to be able to win games that they probably shouldn't because of their fundamentals, because of their manager. Give me the give me the Detroit Tigers as division contenders, man. I really think they're going to do it. Excuse me. I really think they're going to do it this year. And if it's not this year, they're going to be a close second place. Yeah. And they are going to be the favorites going into the following season. And I'll take that. I'll buy stock in that. I got that, no problem with I that. I can guarantee you. I can hop on that train for sure. I mean, well, I, you guys can hop on train. I'm, I'm doing coke over here. The, so. the Guardians, 80 and 82 last season. I get the Tigers this offseason. I mean, probably more disappointing than a lot of people expected. You, I mean, really, it's Chris Illich, guys. I mean, what do you expect? But the big deal is it is the Tigers. Everyone's excited. 77 and 85 last year. Obviously, they overachieved. And you're hoping, basing off that, you were just under 500 last year. Ideally, you'd expect this year, obviously, to jump. The White Sox won the AL Central with 93 wins. Now, who knows what they're going to be this year. But I just think, like you said, you already alluded to it. They're more of a complete team coming off a 93-win season. Maybe we don't win the AL Central, but I like where you're going with it. I think second place is, is definitely ideal. I mean, they should be, at least. where the, If the pitching can improve, you're getting these young guys at least playing right away. I'm excited to see Torkelson at least start on first base. So it's going to be cool. It's going to be exciting. Um, but... Number one in the AL Central. I think if they if they do that, I'll give you your flowers. I think you deserve them at that point because you've been early. You've been saying this. Give me coke. You've been. <laughs> I was gonna say. I've been saying it since the Tigers finished yes, last season. You have. You've been consistent. You've been consistent because I knew they were going to go out for and get a big signing. I think we all thought it was going to be Correa. Yeah. I'm ha very happy with Bias. Yeah. Very friendly contract. Very good signing. Best manager in baseball. They've added more players. Rodriguez. I am all aboard. Not the train, but the cocaine. I'm going to apply cocaine to everything in my life now. And I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, Maddie. Yeah, who knows? Do I need therapy? No. All right, so I'm good the way I am. Uh-huh. Thank God. Because if you need therapy, I figured one I of these days something. I'm, I'm going to need to, like, check myself in. <laughs> I swear, some of the stuff I say, I, like, go back and watch the shows. I'm like, oh, wow. No. It's interesting. It's like, Never. Oh, I said that? Did I, I don't remember saying that. Okay. <laughs> Fish, how good have I done today, by the way, with swearing? L yesterday it was 45 minutes into the show until I swore the first time. And then I, I went on a 52. rampage. How am I doing today? I think I've sworn, like, what, three times today? Uh, uh, more than that. All right, give me the number. Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four. Well, kind of. Uh, I want legitimate words that have five. to be cropped out. Five? Four. Four. Four? Yes. Four times in a two-hour show. I'm doing great today. Yeah, but three minutes in. I haven't in, told anybody to shut the F up. No, but you three minutes in, you S-word about Michigan. Yeah, well, they deserved it. Well, yeah. they deserve it, but a green you phone. You did. Just to show my disdain for Michigan basketball. Is that actually why you bought the phone? I swear to God. Well, my phone was broken, and when I chose the well, case I... color or the phone color on the back, I was like, you know what, green? Green is the way I'm going. Why? Because I have a... I have beef with Michigan basketball right now, huh. and their fans. You're so, so petty. Can I say something? I'm a very You're petty human. You're so petty. If they draft I, Kyle Hamilton, I swear, you, uh, I don't know. 
I'm not ready for that moment. I find it super funny that people buy colored phone cases and then they put a or not colored phones and then put a case over it. Yeah, not, not a clear I, case. I mean, like oh, a. Oh, I'm so well, I got a clear case. Yeah, yours is ugly and stupid. It was blue. I had to cover it. Why would oh. you get a blue phone? I didn't. I didn't get huh? it for myself. Who was it for? I'm fine if people well, getting colored. It's for me, but like I was just given the phone and I said oh, thank nice. you. I'm fine if people getting colored cases, but they try to. Oh, I got a blue face. Can I see your blue phone? No, because it's got a case on it. Idiot. All this right, isn't fair enough. Fair enough. Let's take a quick break. When we get back, we got to talk about the upcoming weekend. We've got some special news surrounding Ooh. Darren McCarty and the 25th anniversary of the fight night and the Joe. We'll get to that after the break, but before we do, guys, let me tell you about my bookie. My bookie is the premier sports book outlet that you need to be betting on. The Sweet 16 matchups finish tonight. Don't miss out on betting them. Sign up today using code Woodward, and when you do, they'll match your first deposit. Bet from anywhere, anytime using my bookie. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Diamonds, it's Crystal with an X. You want to get hot and perfect like me? Here's my super easy routine. <laughs> Drink at least a gallon of water before you wake up. <laughs> Attach a weight to everything in your house. Hello? Sell your car and just sprint everywhere. Scream when you exhale. <laughs> Don't follow Crystal with an X. Do your own thing at Planet Fitness with tons of equipment and free fitness training in our clean and spacious clubs. Join now for just $10 a month and cancel anytime. The only sports network in Detroit that starts with a W. You know, because we win. Woodward Sports, Detroit's winning sports network. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network. We got to talk about some weekend plans, y'all. All right. Well, Alex, do you have the Darren Party video ready? No one hooked Alex up with it. Poor Check Alex. your email. It's okay. Alex. All right, it is. It is. It is. No, no, no. We no, love it's you. Fine. So, guys, Darren McCarty, obviously, uh, turtle punching. We all know what's going on, but there is some big stuff happening today. Darren McCarty and Claude Lemieux are yeah. going to be sitting down for a one-on-one -on -one interview for the first time since that infamous night. We all know how that's going to go down. And tomorrow, tomorrow from five to eight, we will be streaming the live reaction of Darren McCarty and Claude Lemieux side-by-side side, sitting down re-watching that infamous game. That's, that's going to be great. Here is the trailer and the tease for what's to come. Here you go, guys. And yes, I've had the day, March 26th, on the calendar since May when Chris Draper got hit from behind. Oh, by the way, what happened? He broke his orbital bone, broke his jaw in four places, had his face wired shut. So when I got him out of the hospital 10 months earlier, I told him this is the only time it was ever said. I looked at him in the car and I said, I'll take care of it. And that was it. Cracked, boom, broke his grip and right here, boom, that's the cold cock. So right here, I'm trying to take my fist and put it through his skull and rip his heart out because I can't get a shot at him. You see him right there, he's gotta be woozy because I smashed his head against the boards. He got what he deserved. Guys, 
<laughs> I am excited for DMAC. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Just I can't... the way he talks about it. Just like... I mean, he, to this day, if you bring it up, oh, I know. he gets very <laughs> animated. This is not something that it happened and it was like a cool moment that oh, he's yeah, like proud of. No. That was... That was legit, legitimate hate. If Adam ever gets a runny nose on air, <laughs> we'll know he was drafting the night. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That has to be like a top five comment. That's a top five comment in the history of the morning show. That is amazing. <laughs> I tried to hold it in, but you read it. So. Claude said it was the hardest hit he ever took. Absolutely. I mean, that was personal, man. That... Again, it was a different NHL. That was the definition of <laughs> true bad blood. I am so excited to see what Darren and Claude, what the, what the temperature in the room is going to be like with those two in it for the first time together. They're going to be doing an interview. ESPN will be here not only today, but Monday as well to kind of document everything that we're going to be doing with Darren this and Claude. This is one of one, too. This, like, is, this, is... Yeah, this is unbelievable. I'm very excited. The full fight breakdown is on our YouTube. It's the featured video right now if you want to go on our YouTube page. It's iconic. Darren McCarty breaking down the fight. Iconic. My goodness. One of the most iconic moments in Detroit sports history. We've got mailbag coming up in a few minutes. But, Jeff, you weren't even born No. <laughs> when this stuff was going down. I, I had to hear it from the horse's mouth. I actually hear DMAC, especially breaking it down, watching it uh, via on tape. But... My God, you couldn't be any more right about DMAC. And when he talks about this, it's, it's very personal. And it's a, a memory that obviously everyone in Detroit remembers. But having DMAC here, we're so blessed to have him because having his, his side, his input now with ESPN and everything like that, man, it, it's exciting. Like you're, Everyone's going to want to at least check this out in person. I know they're going to be having an event. But not only that, the stream, the video on YouTube, it's great. And it gives you an in a look to what was going on inside his head and that's what makes it even more great because dmac narrating anything just makes it that much better and that's what i'm excited for it, it really is yeah look i mean i i think this is going to be one of the better moments that we're going to be able to experience they still have bad blood I, this is a this is going to be quite this is going to be the first time they ever sit down together. It's crazy. And, and go over that game. I mean, it's not like they're just sitting down having a conversation and an interview. No, 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 no. They're going to be breaking down the game. They're watching the game for the first time ever together. Um, I'm excited. Let's go to break. When we get back, mailbag, get your questions lined up in the chat, whether it's about Darren McCarty, whether it's about the NFL draft, basketball i don't care get your questions in the chat but before we go i gotta tell you about our studio sponsors and planet fitness planet fitness is the essential gym that you have to go to guys your fitness is essential zero down ten dollars a month to get started it's affordable and it is a must if you want to take care of your mental and physical health i cannot stress that aspect enough guys planet fitness a judgment-free zone a judgment-free studio here at the woodward sports network check them out at wing snob staying humble's not our forte we just have better wings we're back at it again with our crispy golden brown fries and our famous boneless wings. Juicy, tender, hormone-free chicken. Your favorite signature sauces with no bone. Just when you thought Wingsnob couldn't get any better. Order online at wingsnob.com today. Wingsnob. We just have better wings.
Fellas, let's be honest. We like things to be easy. We like simple stuff, like sports seven days a week. We like things uncomplicated, like Lady Jane's haircuts for men. Open 10 to 8, seven days a week. Walk in anytime. Sign in, sit down, watch your favorite team play. And before you know it, your hair will be game ready. Open 10 to 8, seven days a week. Walk in anytime. Lady Jane's haircuts for men. It's wicked awesome. Mornings in Detroit just got bigger. Starting April 4th, Terry Foster joins the Morning Woodward Show. That's right. The Motor City icon is now going to be on Woodward Sports every morning. So make sure you're waking up 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. daily to hear the Detroit legend along with Adam right here on Woodward Sports. I don't have a whole lot of weekend plans, but one thing that I know that I'm going to do is go tanning at Chili Peppers Tanning. That's where you'll find the cleanest salons in the D with spotless sanitized rooms and trained certified tanning professionals. Make sure to join the Pepper Club for all the best deals. They'll even beat your competitors by $5. Don't forget to pick up Australian Gold, Designer Skin, Caltan, and Swedish Beauty <laughs> Lotions. Chili Peppers Tanning is where you'll find the hottest valves, the hottest deals, and the darkest tans. <laughs> Stop it. Oh my gosh. Welcome oh. back, everybody. To it's the a show. Friday. You can Happy feel Friday. It. Oh, you can definitely feel it. Detroit versus everybody. Adam, admit Malik Willis is your new favorite quarterback. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not. I, I actually don't agree with the pick. I'd be on board with it in terms of supporting it because I do trust Brad Holmes. I think they're a year early, and everything Brad Holmes has done hasn't shown me or hinted me towards the direction that, yeah, we're probably going to go after our guy. I, I don't think that is their plan. I think their plan is to see what they have in Jared Goff with a much better roster that they'll have this year after the draft. And if he doesn't perform, they're going to go all in. And even if he does perform, if they aren't sure that they want to pay him too long or they're not able to get a, a very team-friendly contract put together, They'll go after their guys, sit them a year with golf starting, and then they'll make the transition. That's the timeline that I see playing out. Adam, with Terry bringing story time, is Terry bringing story time with him on yeah, the morning show? Yeah, we have show? to do, like, every Friday. Yeah, there will be story time, time with Terry to. Foster, guys. Don't worry. That will be a thing. Absolutely. With Terry, we're going to – you guys have to be very uh, – respectful and mindful of, of Terry when we start. This is Terry Foster's first, like, full-time – really his first full-time gig since obviously his medical situation so you know i'm excited jeff's excited we're gonna we're gonna do our best uh our, excuse me our best to transition it the best way we can mm -hmm. have him on uh as full-time as he can be to start and once he's feeling like terry foster well you guys aren't gonna get enough of him i promise you that 100 percent. all right let's get into some questions what about this question this is i want your answer to this uh, from James Lightbody, uh, Jeff, something no one is talking about. If the Lions drafted an offensive lineman number with the number overall? two pick, I've seen a few mock drafts Who of the Lions that? going that route. Mr. J James Lightbody. He said James he saw what? a few mock drafts. Where's James? I want to see I want to see his profile. He's uh, He was our winner yesterday. He was one of the first questions. Oh, James was one of the winners yesterday? Yes. Well, that's unfortunate because... Offensive line at two. That's for James. I, I'm sorry. That would be that's a for James. no... You can't draft a strength to the best strength on your team. I mean, that's... We're not taking alignment at two. Please, God, no. So, no, to answer your question, James. Why? It's like the least... Kill me, God. Spencer, does One beef... of these days, I'm dying on the show. Spencer asks, does, beef... does beef stew start Allegedly. next year for the Pistons? Does beef stew start... Start next year for the Pistons? That's no, a good he's going to be a role player. 
Yeah, that's that's the reality of it. Unless Depending. they trade Jeremy Grant, it could open up a, a a spot. He could play the five. You could get Chat at the four. Jabari depends who you get. I mean, you could make it work with Isaiah starting, but I don't think he's 32, 34 minutes a game next year. Yeah. All right, Adam. What if the cocaine is Hamilton? It's not. Then it's the wrong cocaine. That's not the cocaine I want. I want the high-graded shit. I'm looking to get a buzz like no other. That's not Kyle Hamilton. Give me the coke that sends me into the next dimension. I want to go to the Matrix. I can't go to the Matrix with Kyle Hamilton. Sorry, guys. I need better coke than that. Uh, don't have a st don't have to do story time with Terry. If you want, do his stories. Y'all can just drop small videos on the channel. That is also a very, a very good idea. Funky, appreciate that. I had to, a trade-back scenario where I picked Trayvon Walker. Smitty, I think we're all on board with the idea of trading back. But realistically, who's the GM that's going to be offering that trade to the Detroit Lions? I don't see it. Question. Kyle Hamilton at number two. Decker's replacement at 32. How are you feeling, Adam? Ooh. Feeling like um, I'm feeling like I've never been closer. <laughs> I've never been closer to like you know jumping off the edge. <laughs> I swear, yeah, that, that, that would be that one's tough to swallow. That, that would be insane. I I wouldn't be able to comprehend it. If I if there's even a a slight chance that Brad Holmes and I'm sure there is obviously he's one of the favorites on FanDuel. But if they take Kyle Hamilton, why would you take an offensive tackle? If we're at gonna take Kyle Hamilton, you gotta take an number two. Can we at least draft the punter at 32 and then I would accept it. <laughs> you get me Kyle Hamilton at two and the punter out of San Diego State at 32, we're we're in business. It'll even it out. We're we're in business. Yeah. How much of Willis slash Hamilton hype is made by the press because? Excuse me, there's no clear-cut top 10 picks after Hutch. Look, to be honest with you, is Hutch even the consensus for everybody? I don't think so. Everybody's up in the air about this draft class, but I'm a big fan of Trayvon Walker, man. A guy that can drop back into coverage, get to the quarterback, has all the physical tools, uh, tools the speed. It's it's definitely going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. Benji says he jumped with me. Thank you so much. I'm glad I don't have to die alone. Warzone Snipe says Malik Willis, Jaquan Brisker, George Pickens. What do you think? First three picks? Yeah. I don't mind. I don't, I'm not going to be. It's not I'm awful. Not, yeah. It's not awful. Luke like G. What up, baby? Adam, who are your number one rated defensive end tackle linebacker and safety my number one edge is hutchinson yes my number one rated d tackle i think it's for everybody the same jordan davis my number one linebacker is leo chanel my number one safety kyle hamilton it, it is kyle hamilton but for me who's on my board because i don't believe hamilton will be on the board at 32 right for the lions so i'm, I'm just gonna try to go off on of my board right yeah. and my board it would be jaquan ah oh, he's so similar to tracy walker yeah, I mean, the obvious answer like is Kyle Hamilton, but second to him, it's a toss-up between Brisker and Sign. Okay. Hell, even, honestly, JT Woods from Baylor could be a nice pick in the third, fourth round. What other questions do we have here? How soon should the Lions realistically take Jelani Woods? His pro day was insane. Yeah, he, he scored pretty high. Look, they, they selected a... Excuse me, not selected. They went after the tight end from New Orleans. They grabbed him as a backup. I don't think he's a viable backup. I don't think he's going to be pushing TJ Hawkinson. We'll have to wait and see. Why are we trying to replace Decker so hard? Seriously, the dude's got a decent contract and is only 28. I yeah, agree. Funky, you know what? I agree. Funky, admittedly, I got very frustrated with Taylor Decker early on in the season. I wanted him traded. He came back and he played very well to his credit. 
There's no reason to get rid of him right now. I'm not sure why people are considering him. You have a left tackle on a good contract, even though I think Panay should be playing left tackle. That's a whole different conversation. Yeah, Funky Chanel is my linebacker one. Chanel is my linebacker one, even over Devin Lloyd and N'Kobe Dean. Because I think realistically I can go after him. I can get a Chanel. Devin Lloyd, I would love him. I can't get him. N'Kobe Dean, I wouldn't take him, even at 32. I would Seriously? take Leo, I would take Leo Chanel over N'Kobe Dean. You can bookmark me for okay. that. The only linebacker that I would consider is Devin Lloyd, but he's not going to be available, guys. Right. You have to remember that. I'll probably still go N'Kobe, but I respect him. I would take Leo Chanel over N'Kobe Dean any day of the week. And what else we got? That would be my selection. Let's see. What do you think about the safety out of Illinois in the third round, honestly? Again, this is the problem with the safety position. You can find one at the end of the first, early second, third, fourth round. Frustrating. Really frustrating. I feel like Leo Chanel is the kind of guy I could just like do some cocaine with and okay. have a nice conversation with. Honestly. That's the kind of guy I want on my football team. Uh, yeah. Adam, you said LeBron, hell no for MVP. It's CP3 for you, just hypothetical. CP3 and LeBron switch positions. Suns are undisputed favorites. Yeah, because the Suns have a very good basketball team, and CP3 and LeBron would assume the same position almost. Yeah, They are the passing first guys on the team. They are the leaders of the team. But LeBron's a bitch, man, and, and so take reality, that shit out of here. And the reality of that is he's not on the Suns, so he's... That's just how, that's how you answer the question. He's not on the side. Here, but here. If he was, this is this is for LeBron James. If you know, he was, it'd be different. You know, but, uh, it's struggling. It's, it's almost there. Uh, here, that's for the LeBron James crowd. Nobody likes him. Just what retire. Do I don't care. You think I care if people like me? To everybody that doesn't like me, congratulations. You've joined. <laughs> you've joined the list. You've joined a very special list. I don't care. Oh, they don't like you. So? so LeBron doesn't give so? a shit if you like him either. I don't care. I don't need him to give a shit. This is what I think of LeBron James. Jesus Christ. I hope 